0: All right, we are recording the backup right now. This is backup. I'm going to <sighs> the so we can hear it.
1: It's all
2: right, a, it's been a rough 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, it's all right. It's not as rough as losing our interview with Joe Kelly.
2: That's true. That one that made me want to fucking cry. Still that does. one, I
1: burned. wake up
2: in, with a hot sweat sometimes. I
1: still hope he'll come back sometime so I can interview him. Again. Oh yeah, because he's like the oh, sweetest yeah. guy.
2: Oh yeah, he's so cool.
1: And he was like, "You like so, my comics?" You should
2: just, you should start the show like you're starting the show and then explain like, Hey, we lost some stuff. You're going to hear the first half of the show at the end after the review. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll just
1: move on. Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the real nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at real nerds. You can go to our website real You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us seven two zero six nerds 5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2016 and beyond for the second time tonight. If you're wondering why this is starting right now, uh, modern technology gives us many advantages over (laughs) primitive man.
2: I wouldn't call my six-year-old laptop modern technology, but yeah.
1: But one of the disadvantages is if we lose something, it's gone. But luckily, one of us came prepared and made... An audio backup Zach Eastman is here You're a, You're a saint
2: You sir, are a saint
1: <laughs> the on- Stop it Stop the on- it Stop like, it <laughs> Like we're all
2: I'm sitting here And I'm like Well we have to do The whole podcast together And Zach just looks at me And goes Well I have a backup <laughs> Why were you doing that? When I was guest
0: hosting the show, I made backups just in case something like that happened. This was like last year. Yeah, Yeah. So I made backups. So now it's become a force of habit. I have backups of um, when I came back into town and uh, did Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. And
2: now we've learned the lesson of, hey, when we do this, we're just going to take one of our phones and... Or it it just start bringing the Zoom
1: it. and just putting it in yeah. there. Yeah. And
2: we do that too. Yeah. We'll,
1: we'll yeah. figure something out one of these days. We'll only be doing this for five years. Hey, the truth is, we have
2: not lost an episode in a very long time. That's true. So,
1: um, it happens, but, uh, so yeah. we're going to do the end of the show first, and right. then, uh, you're going to hear the beginning of the show. So bye.
3: No. <laughs> so you're going to the beginning <laughs> of the
1: show after we review In the Heart of the Sea, which we saw this week. Yeah. Um, because we're not sure about the audio quality on the backup. It sounded good when we were testing it.
2: But it's going to sound like it was on a phone. So it, it, it's just going to sound different. 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 Right. So, so. we're going to
1: give you the sweet, sweet sound of our voices first. And then, so thank you, Zach, for coming and belling us out. Yeah. No problem. so And Anytime. being a part of our show. Of yeah. course. Uh, so this is what we've been watching this week. I'm going to pet the fake, like, graphic that's going to go on the TV screen that no one's seeing. What? T- it's a podcast! Fuck.
2: Oh, we got movie
3: on This... is my boomstick! I love being a turtle! You're getting your wishes, so snap! Great Scott! The line must be drawn here! Yeah. Damn you all to hell!
1: And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee! Now you're getting
0: nasty. Zach, what did you watch this week? What did I watch this week? Um, I didn't watch uh, James's laptop freeze. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Um, that's my shtick. Um, <laughs> what did I watch this week? Um, I actually watched, I've been doing documentaries a lot lately. Um, and um, the two that stand out the most have been um, Richard Stanley's, um, uh, a Richard Stanley documentary called Lost Soul. And it's about the making of the island of Dr. Moreau from 1996. I heard about that movie. Cool. It is an absolutely uh, insane journey through what it's like to make a multi-million dollar movie
1: and apparently uh, witchcraft and voodoo. <laughs> uh, cause I, 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 I really want to watch that. I read a whole – I think it a 20-page article in Entertainment Weekly about that. Did you like so you know some of the stuff that Richard yeah. Stanley talks yeah. about? Like where it's just like I have pagan,
0: yep. I have pagan blood in my streams, and this is why like I I put a curse. And on. he
1: something like he, uh it was not in a few days he only shot like two scenes or something, and he was fired and because he wasn't doing anything right and was running over budget and they kept well the
0: documentary goes into like there were weather elements mm-hmm. against him. Val Kilmer was acting up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, there's a lot of mitigating factors as to why he got fired. Um, but, um, the, uh, the, the ultimate, like, ultimately the thing is, is that he, I I guess just, there were just a lot of forces of nature coming Mm -hmm. against him. I don't want to spoil this documentary for you. There is something at the end of that documentary that inspired me to no end about some kind of story that I'd love to write down the line, but... Um, there's a part of the story where Richard Stanley comes back in such a way that you're kind of like, there's sweet justice in the world for art. Um, mm. the other documentary I saw was Magician, uh, uh, the amazing work of Orson Welles. And, um, I knew a lot about Orson Welles' career, but I had no idea about some of the films that he made. Like, I didn't know he made another version of Othello. Um, I was not sure about all the stuff that went into the making of his Don Quixote. Mm. Um, and, um, also, they talk a lot about his, um, uh, coming back to America and essentially being like, uh, uh, applauded for talk shows. Hmm. Like just coming on and talking about his career, but he was living in a damn near poverty for most of his life because of just, forces of nature again against an artist who you know clearly changed the scope of cinema that we know it like who doesn't know what citizen kane is regardless if you like it or not it's there and it's an influence on some people um so you know like i i I, it was a good documentary but there was there was it was a little too short for me i wish that there was a little bit more information about his uh radio career because that's an extensive part of his life um but they, too, too, do, they do talk about War of the Worlds, which is, uh, if anybody doesn't know, he, uh, he scared the world by making us think we were being invaded by aliens back in 1938, which shows you how many people trusted the radio back then. <laughs> Imagine if a podcast tried to do that now. Like, it'd just be like, so why is the, so if this, if the invasion is happening, why is it not going up until next week? Uh, well, you know, we gotta get sponsored by Audible. And... <laughs> yeah. Um, And then as far as feature films go, uh, I saw Spotlight. Cool. Very, uh, very good contender for the Best Picture race. Uh, Michael Keaton's great in it. Mark Ruffalo's fantastic in it. Um, uh, What else did I see? I saw Victor Frankenstein. You were the
1: one. How was that? Yeah.
0: um, I was the one, and I really wish that I could bring it back to zero. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I didn't hate it. Okay. But. There's something like, and you and I have had to talk about the classic universal monster Mm -hmm. movies before. There's a point in the first 15 to 20 minutes of that movie where I was like, okay, I'm on board. I'm on board with this. And then it keeps going Hmm. and going and going. And then it kind of ends on a cliffhanger note where, like, I'm just going to spoil it. Because I don't think many people are going to go see it.
2: Most people don't know the movie exists. He
0: creates the monster at the end, but they have to destroy it because it—it's do- a, it, 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 a monster and it, it's a, a quote-unquote abomination against God and stuff like that. Like, cause I'm not going to get into the whole debate here. Right. Um, that's for another podcast called uh, "Was Mary Shelley a, uh, a Godless Fraud or Not?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, uh, the ending. Ends it in an Avengers-like setup, which is like, I've discovered that we were missing one element from the whole experiment. A brain. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I paid ten bucks for this ticket for a matinee at the landmark for
2: some, for some evil scientists to not think, like, hey, if we're going to resurrect some dude from the dead and patch him together from different parts of different people, do you... Do
0: we need a brain? And he's writing this letter to Igor, and he says, like, sincerely Abby, yours, Victor Frank. Abbie normal. I <laughs> be <Abby, Abby> normal. <laughs> or, uh, remember the moment where he pans across the camera, and it's, mm-hmm. like, fresh, fresh, uh fresh head, and he goes, I ain't got nobody, <laughs> and <laughs> nobody cares for me. I go, a Um So... Um, my question was, ultimately, the best way I can review Victor Frankenstein is to just say the question is not how does this hold up to other Frankenstein movies. The question is how does this hold up to young Frankenstein? And it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my ultimate review of it. And then the last film I saw together with Brad was Trumbo. Um, what is that? Trumbo is Brian Cranston's turn as Dalton Trumbo the writer who was blacklisted in the 1950s um he wrote a film that you might have heard of called Roman Holiday oh, um yeah. and Spartacus
2: that's a movie that uh um Kristen Bell was in it and they ride around on a scooter
0: no no no, no. that's not the one i'm going to we're going to go back to the room and we're going to have <laughs> a whole film history lesson buddy uh, no. roman holiday is a rom-com um essentially uh, of the day with uh audrey hepburn
2: that if anybody has seen when in rome it's the same movie but but older and much better
0: ostensibly yes um but um uh you know like trumbo is directed by jay roach who directed um the austin powers movies
1: uh, he meet has, the
0: parents. And Meet the Parents. And, <laughs> yeah, um, don't
2: leave out that great film.
0: But he also directed an HBO film called Recount, which is a lot more serious, and also um The Game Change, which is um That's uh, that movie
2: where Julianne Moore plays that woman?
0: Yeah, that woman. Right. Yes, yeah. that woman. And anyway, he's matured a lot as a director because there's a moment in that film where uh, Michael Stolbarg from Steve Jobs, um, and uh, a serious man more aptly yeah um he plays edward g robinson who if you don't know who edward g robinson is then you don't know who chief Wiggum is essentially (laughs) from (laughs) the simpsons um but uh he plays edward g robinson in and out of character (laughs) because he didn't really speak like that (laughs) um sadly um (laughs) because then it ruins all my dreams but um he there's a moment where edward g robinson essentially in the film has to And it's historical record, so it's not really a spoiler. He testified before Congress. Mm -hmm. And he testified essentially to the fact that um, uh, these are the people that he knew and he named Dalton among them. Um, So he and Trumbo are in a room together and they're talking about uh, what the blacklist did. And Michael Stolberg gives this great monologue about how he doesn't have a way to have a surrogate for what he does. He can't write something because he's an actor. He can't act and then have somebody else's name placed on it because everybody knows what he looks like and who he is. So it's a middle ground to the blacklist that I've never seen portrayed before on screen. Hmm. And it's mature. It's not the it's not like the most balanced thing in the world because it still leans heavily on. Well, you were wrong still. Yeah, but he balances that film. You've talked about this expression before, like the edge of a knife a little bit. Yeah. And it, it balances pretty well on the edge of that knife hmm. where, like, you know, you, you start to feel like, wow, this is a grown-up making this movie. This isn't the same director who was making Dr. Evil. Yeah. You know, like, so I give it all the props in the world for achieving that scene alone. Um, And Helen Mirren is a really good head of hopper. Um, there's a guy in there who plays John Wayne really well to the point where I would see a whole John Wayne biopic starring that guy, but I can't remember for the life of me who played him. Hmm. Um, it's definitely an awards contender. Brian Cranston is great as Dalton Trumbo. Cool. Gives this wonderful performance and, um, yeah, I, I would just go check it out. It's really, it's a really splendid film. Where's it at? Um, you can see it at the Mayan, at the landmark Mayan, um, and you can also... Actually, no you you don't go see it where Brad and I go and see it. So okay. I, we shit. saw we saw it where I used to work for five years oh, okay. at the at the Greenwood Plaza Twelve Landmark Yeah. or not Landmark Regal. Yeah, and um, they got rid of their box office. They're selling their tickets at the concession stand, and the whole place has gone to shit. Huh. So go see it at the Landmark Mayan, where it's hey, it's a historical theater. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then the last thing that I watched this week. Was I finally sat down and watched um, uh, Star Wars um, Clone Wars? Oh yeah, the animated show. Cool movie. Yeah, uh, wait the 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 movie that came out from Warner okay. Brothers, but yeah. not
2: the not the original TV, sh- not the cartoon show, but the like movie that they made after the cartoon show. Yeah, the movie yes. they
0: made after the cartoon show cool. that's supposed to be the Bridge Gap.
2: Yeah, that's actually the one I haven't seen. Um
0: you know cuz i'm getting into star wars mood and i've started watching the clone wars tv show and I, I i think it's actually pretty good Yeah. in spite of all
2: george lucas wasn't involved
0: yeah in the
2: first two seasons
0: yeah and and you know like this movie is for kids it, it's for mm-hmm. kids it's it's unfair of me to uh judge it cuz i saw it. I, I, this is the second time i've seen it cuz i'm getting star wars up cuz i'm going to the marathon um next week um I think the problem with that film is is that it's just the animation. It's not even the story. Hmm. It's just the animation. The animation looks like a Thunderbirds show, yeah, which is fine. But you know, part of Star Wars for me is it looking as best as it can, and this wasn't as best as it could be
2: for me. And that the the cartoon show was 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 like a drawn animation um if i remember correctly
0: well there's a there's the one that there's the cg show and then there's the Jendy tartavarsky one right uh the Jendy tartavarsky one is good right the one that i saw was the cg stilted puppet one But after they
2: started putting a whole lot more money into it like or theoretically like you got more attention like you got big and then george lucas got involved and it started changing and getting weird
0: yeah but they so far the show's really good, okay, good. for what it is uh, in my in my opinion like it's not like it's not terrible um but the problem that i have with this is that christopher lee's performance is kind of wasted so is sam oh, jackson's because they're both in it
2: wow it's actually them
0: yeah and oh, wow and their performances are kind of wasted on this bad animation yeah. so you know but overall not a bad movie it's for again it's for kids it's for my cousin hayden it's it's for him. Yeah. You know? It's not for us that's for r- adults. So that's all I saw this week. Cool.
1: Brad, wanna piggyback off Trumbo? Yeah.
4: Um Zach covered most of it. Um I liked it. I thought the the script is really good. A lot of good dialogue and interactions, uh great playground for actors to play in. Cool. Um uh story is kinda similar, they kinda covered a lot of it in the Majestic, so just as, as soon, as, a lot as, soon like, as you
2: said it, I was like, "You like The Majestic?" Yeah, I love that
4: movie. <laughs> yeah, just take out the whole theater part of The Majestic, and you've got um, oh, that's the like, part I like the the yeah uh, right. the, uh, the Cliff Notes the of, of drama, yeah. what Trumbo is. So, and it's just amazing that uh, just to peek into those people's lives, all those uh, writers who were out of work just because someone was on a witch hunt for them. Yeah, um, you know whether or not they fully believed in communism. You know, they just labeled themselves as it, and yeah. Um, got taken to task for it, and then I uh, had a hopper. Like, uh, what a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, far
0: off from the real person, so you can still say it. Had a hopper. What a bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
4: like, it, it almost single handedly ruined all those people's lives. Um, hmm. uh, but they uh, the turning point, like how she gets defeated, is when they showed JFK. Coming out of Spartacus and saying like, "Yeah, that was a good movie," and she feels like her whole world is crumbling, and it just made me suspicious that like maybe his assassination is connected to her. Like losing, (laughs) it's like because she was so vindictive against everyone in that movie. It's (laughs) like (laughs) I'm I'm suspicious that she set up the JFK assassination.
2: This is turning into an Oliver Stone film right
0: here, (laughs) man.
4: People should look into that. <laughs> the unexplored um,
1: conspiracy. Uh huh, that's like, the one.
0: back and to the left, as you can see, Hedda Hopper's shiny, feathery hat <laughs> waving off the grassy knolls.
2: <laughs> <nose. laughs> <laughs> Kevin
0: Costner, JFK2, electric boogaloo. <laughs> mm, that's pretty awesome.
4: Um, so yeah, Trumbo, go see it. It's cool. Um, cool. And then uh, I finally picked up. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's latest movie Pound of Flesh
1: nice I'm so excited for this yeah
4: um, the box says they took his kidney and he wants it
1: back <laughs> does it, it doesn't it doesn't really I thought you were making yeah. a joke
4: no that's there's also another great line on the back uh, in that same vein but I forget what it is okay but yeah um, <laughs> it sounds awesome but the movie is not awesome uh, and I'd say a third of it takes place in a car as Characters are driving from one scene to another, and it's blatantly green screen traveling. Mm. Like, uh, not only are the matte lines bad, where they keyed out the uh, the green, but also when they zoom in to different focal lengths of the characters talking, the background doesn't quite change properly. <laughs> um, like, they'll do a wide shot of maybe three characters in the in the car, and you'll see a blurry uh, background behind them. But then they'll zoom in to the person in the passenger seat. And then the size of the building behind them is suddenly way bigger proportion to a normal person than it should be. Um,
1: <laughs> See, what you don't know is that's all practical, and there's just some dude who's moving a screen with.
4: <laughs> there's special a crank. features on the on the uh, on the disc that show. You know, there's there's a green screen around them, but there's also guys like above the car just like moving little lights <laughs> to like go through the cab because the the roof's been cut out. Yeah. <laughs> And they're just like doing this, swinging back and forth. You can't see at home what I'm doing, but I'm just swinging my hand back and forth. These like elite or like fluorescent rods. (laughs) Um, So that's pretty lame. Mm -hmm. So Um,
2: I don't know if there's a tagline on the back, but the the poster that's on Amazon, the tagline there is "The black market is about to get bloody."
1: Yeah, I think that was it, yeah. <laughs> so is he in it a lot or is it one of those movies where he's on the cover and he's in it for like 10 No, he's minutes? one
4: of the main characters and then there's um so the premise is Does he, this car blow up in the movie?
1: Uh, is there a big Does he walk away from a exploding
2: car in the movie?
4: I don't remember. There was a part where I kind of stopped With paying attention. In? Okay. In a suit? Um, I don't think he wears that costume at all though. And I, I don't think he wields that gun, but <laughs> I don't remember it. But okay. the premise is right away he wakes up in a bathtub kidney's missing, bloody sheets. Starts flashing back to like, you know, where was I the night before? And they right away explain the whole night away except for the fact like where did his kidney go? So he's showing like they're showing uh him like having sex with this girl, um and then uh meeting at the bar and then talking to the bartender like all in flashback stuff as he's trying to like In that order? And st- back and oh, forth okay. like, oh, okay. it's, it's all out of sequence gotcha he's just randomly remembering different like, things first
2: he has sex with her then he takes her to the bar and chats her up a bit
4: yeah no he, <laughs> he runs into different things in the room and they start to trigger different out of sequence stuff that he remembers right um and there's like a, there is actually a eventually finds uh, this uh bookcase where there's instructions on how to um you know take these pills you'll feel better um. Thank you for the kidney. Um, <laughs>
0: Merry Christmas! So yeah, long and thanks for all the kidneys.
4: <laughs> and then uh, he calls up his buddies to come over and help him, and uh, I guess his brother's in town. So, um, did his brother take the kidney? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to talk about this because if I'll spoil it, no one's gonna watch no! it. No. Um so he it's and his brother have this movie
2: you just said was bad. No one is watching this.
4: <laughs> he and his brother have this past. Uh you feel this tension right away. Is it a past um, where they
2: both had two kidneys? Stop derailing me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we'll be here all night. I know. So right away you you know, you don't know a lot about Van Damme, um, other than he's like a hired gun. But his brother, um I think they're in town for a reunion and you kinda get like exposition of um uh his daughter's in the hospital um, and you don't know why and also he his wife died like a couple years ago and so kidney failure (laughs) cancer um and then so he's van damme assembles him and his crew to go track down like what happened to his kidney um so they go back to the bar where it all he thinks it all started and then there's this fight um when the bartender pretends that she never talked to him before and then uh you find out that the bar is connected to the kidney theft and then like one of the his buddies gets murdered in the bar fight and then he and his brother have this conversation that you find out that um you know there's such an urgency to get his kidney back because his brother's his niece is in the hospital no, and she no. he was going to he no. was he was there no. in Thailand to give her his kidney um And then as you go along, you you, uh, they start to bring up details of, like, well, why can't the dad give her the kidney? And then you find out that before she died, his wife fooled around with Van Damme, and that the daughter is actually Van Damme's daughter, and his brother's been taking care of her the whole time. (coughs) So... Um,
2: and then he fights his brother
4: so van dam's kidney is the only donor that she can accept and so they go track down they keep going to track down the people who took it and then they get to it turns out it's this big rich guy um super wealthy guy who guy who it. can't buy
2: his own you know kidneys
4: yeah uh who can buy his own kidneys right um but not the legal way apparently right um but they fight through all his goons and henchmen and this guy drake who's you know the Opposite Van Damme badass. Played by Drake? No. Okay. Um, They find the old man and then, uh, you know, he gets roughed up and then Drake comes in, tries to stop him. He gets killed. And then they inspect the old man and he has no, has had no operations done on him. So they're like, well, where's the kidney? And then he ate it. They bust through this other room and it's the old guy's grandson got the kidney. And so they kill him. Oh, also, I can't believe I forgot this. The brother's like, um, a former priest.
3: Sure. (laughs) So
4: (laughs) when Van Dam, early in the movie, when Van Dam is like searching through like the, uh, the hotel room, he finds a Bible in the desk drawer and he actually takes it with him and starts spouting sermons as he beats people with it. (laughs) Smashing people in the eye with the corner of the book. (laughs) Knocking people out with no. the book, saying like Proverbs. <laughs> um, what? yeah, Thou not steal. yeah, <laughs> in that vein. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, his brother's man, of the cloth. And then when they find that the, the, the old guy's grandson is the don't, uh, kid who got it, um, earlier Van Damme said like, you know, I would do anything, like even kill people to save your daughter. <laughs> with a um, you know, what would you, how far would you go? And so when they finally um, get to the gra- uh, the grandson, you know, the his brother's ready to fire a shotgun into this kid. <laughs> and Van Damme's like, don't do it, man. I was wrong. You can't come back from this. Um, and then he he lets it go. But Van Damme was injured in the fight. And he's been bleeding out this whole time. So when they go back. to He's miss- also missing a kidney. And he's missing a kidney. So when they go back to the hospital, they basically say like, you know, sorry, daughter, you're going to die because we're not going to take it out of this this grandson kid, Uh, Van Damme bleeds out in the hospital and he's like, just take the last one. And, uh, yeah. So,
2: do they also find out that like Van Damme is also the father of the grandson of the bad guy?
4: (laughs) No. But there's uh, this whole time the girl who he slept with who uh, got at the beginning beginning to take his kidney. Um, They go to this uh, like summer home and there's photographs on the fireplace and she picks one up and it looks exactly like her. And it turns out that uh, you know they picked her because she looks like, um, you know, his brother's wife, right. his mistress, basically. Um, and now she's pregnant. Just with coincidentally, a kid and has kidney failure. No, but she ends up pair- pairing up with his brother at the end, Oh. And the daughter. What? what? So he gets he basically gets his wife back, <laughs> no, in a way. No, he no, 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 doesn't. <laughs> But she looks like him. He just gets
2: an <laughs> evil woman who steals kidneys that looks like the She'd woman. Steal the kidneys? She, she
4: just helped them steal a kidney. <laughs> and she regrets it. That doesn't count. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this this film this has more awful. twists and turns than in any movie, <laughs> maybe ever. <laughs> I don't know. Can you think of anything uh, else?
2: Is it? This, what you just described sounds fucking awesome. Is it worth watching now? <laughs> no, because like I want to see a guy like beat somebody up with a Gideon. Like that sounds
4: awesome. It would be a great midnight movie, I think. Like in the vein of
2: all right, yeah, samurai not the room, cop.
4: but like uh, yeah, samurai cop or maybe yeah. even Faithful Findings. Just yeah, the fact that he goes around like beating people with the Bible and. The, but there's no like great action. And like I said, a third of the movie is them driving to places in Ugh. horrible green screen cars. All right. Um, never mind. But there is one... like, in the action is pretty much like hand to fist punching, kicking. Yeah. But there's one cool part where Drake has Van Dam cornered and, uh, they cut this wide shot and he just like drops, like, he, it's almost like he takes all the weight out of his body and just kind of drops to the floor and sidekicks Drake in the shins Ooh. as Drake pulls the trigger. On his head, yeah, that was pretty. That was a pretty sweet shot. But that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, Pound of flesh.
2: I'm. I'm really glad you told me about
4: it. Yeah. Because I bought that Avengers Steel book. I got it for free. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Good. Cool. James, what you watch this week?
2: Uh, Sorry, I only got two quick things. I'm. I'm watching through, but not. I'm about halfway through uh, the Man in the High Castle, uh, which is good. Um, I'm not. I'm excited to be done with it because I. Th- I I want to know where it's going because, like, right now I feel a little bit lost, you know? Um, like, I feel like they're setting a lot of stuff up, but, you know, I'm, like, five episodes in, so I'm, like, I, I'm i interested in the characters, but there's this mystery that's you're not really taking it anywhere. Um, so, anyway, uh, but I think it's good. I think it's worth checking out. Um, and then the other thing is that I watched um, Me Earl and the Dying Girl today. Because I was like, it's on my list of stuff I'm trying to check off for the year, and it was one of the like indie films from the early part of the year that people were talking about, and there was a lot of praise for. Um, And this movie is really conflicting because I think it's very it's well made. Uh, It basically tells the story of this kid in high school who's really weird and doesn't really have any friends because he like. He intentionally, he understands all of the like little social subgroups in his school, and he understands them well enough that he knows how to completely stay out of them and be as invisible as possible, um, so that like he doesn't have to be a part of any weird politics or anything. Um, and then he's got this kid, Earl, who's his friend, and they make little, like, they make shitty films together. Um, Brad, this may sound familiar to you. What they do is they take movies that are popular and famous, and then they change the title and make the title dumb and then they film a short film to uh to match the new dumb title that they came up with um so that's what you know these kids do and they, he he doesn't really like them um they're not particularly good you see some of them and they are just like they're just wacky and weird um and they have an obsession with Werner Herzog um so there's a lot of just like he and Earl like will just go to this closet for lunch and eat their lunch in this closet and, and watch Werner Herzog doc- documentaries um, which that's pretty awesome, actually. They're not um, sweeting movies. They're they're not sweeting them. Like it's like a combination. They're not remaking
4: them. They're like right. making a pun based on them or something. Right,
2: exactly. So they'll rename the movie. I wish I could remember one. That,
4: like, um, So Star Wars, uh, like Star Wars, no, but it's really weird.
2: <laughs> it's really weird stuff. Like one of them is a box ellipse now, <laughs> <laughs> but it is uh it is about um. A box of, uh, tulips. So they're shortening the word tulips to lips. And so that it's, it's a box of, like, it's these guys in a war and then they find a box of lips. I, it's dumb shit like that. Like, that's what they're, that's what they, these guys do with their free time. Um, which is cool. Uh, and then they beat this girl and she's dying. And, um, <laughs> so he, he, <laughs> His mom. Why? There's, <laughs> there's this uh, there's this girl named Rachel at school who, I mean, he knows of her, but just like everybody else, he's not friends with anybody. Um, but she gets leukemia, and his mom makes her be friends with, makes him be friends with her. So he's, he's like, she's like, hey, you, Greg, you have got to go and talk to this Rachel girl and be nice to her because she's dying. Um, and he's like, that's really awkward. What am I supposed to do? Like, show up and be like, hi, now that you're dying, I want to give you some time. Like, whatever. Uh, But that's exactly what he ends up having to do. Um, And then they end up being friends. And, like, there is this little story about, like, her struggling with going through chemo and him having to learn to actually get friends. So here's the problem. So this movie takes basically every tool and gadget and gimmick that we've seen in every super indie coming-of-age movie from the last five years and shoves just all of it into this movie. Um, like the dialogue sometimes is real quippy and weird, like it's a Juno, and it's got like subtitles where it'll you know it'll cut to a different scene, and it's like here's the part where such and such and this. Um, and then it's got like the the main character is just sort of he's super quirky. He's like a he's like the the dude version of a manic pixie dream girl. Um, only he hates himself and thinks he looks like some kind of animal. Um, like it just it everything reminds you. Everything seems like something you've seen before. That's really the problem. And so I'm watching this movie, and I'm just kind of frustrated. And I'm like, look, you're doing a perfectly fine job making this super, like, darling indie gem bullshit, whatever. Like, it's fine. You did a fine job. Um, And then the end happens. And um, there's a scene at the end where they take this. There's this, like, little little speech that the guy who plays Shane um, gives this little speech about, like, because uh, when they're worried about whether or not this girl is going to die, um, he gives this speech about you know some uh, he he's like I never really knew my dad and I thought I thought of him one way and then he died and all these people were telling me all these stories and so he he's making this argument that like sometimes when people die, you know you learn so much about them after they're dead and there's it's like their story continues on and you still get to um, experience a lot more of their life. Because there's there's all this stuff that they were hiding or that you just didn't see through your relationship with them at the time, um, and there is this scene later, um, under some other circumstances that like, it they they do that really well, like they 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 play that idea in this really amazing way and they hit that tone just perfect and I was like shit like if you just made that movie and and you'd made. Basically, um, if you'd stripped out all the gimmicky shit and you would just made the spectacular now, where at the end that is instead of the scene where he yells at he and his mom like fight in the kitchen and he cries a whole lot and then everything gets better, sort of Mm -hmm. like instead of that scene you have this scene that's in this movie that is so well done, you'd have an amazing film. Um, But then they like it's working and it's working and it's working. And then the voiceover comes in where he's writing a letter to fucking a uh, college, and a lot of this is him like telling the story of him go like hi- telling the story of his life to get a college entry letter, like which you've we've all seen too many times. Um, and he straight up says the thing that they are, you know, the the that emotion and that theme that they're showing us so well. They just straight out say it, and you're just like, w- why are you? getting in your way with all of this stuff that is like, it's the traditional stuff that like Ryan just hates about indie films. Like it's all of that stuff, but done over and over and over again. And it's all stuff that you've seen before. Um, and so it's a, it's a fine made film. It's, it's one that most people are going to watch and really enjoy, but it's kind of just a lot of gimmick shoved together. And it's too bad because the story that they have at the core is a really awesome. Well, well written story um so i don't know it's it was like it was like disappointing but also a good movie if that makes sense sure it's just it's just a frustrating one to talk about um so anyway i i I wouldn't say no one should see it you should just sort of know that you're you're getting into that movie you're gonna see another one of those only this one kind of ruins the only special thing about it so anyway
1: that's what i watched Ryan uh i uh after we watched the nice guys trailer i decided i was gonna watch kiss kiss bang bang good choice um because i don't know how many times i've seen it i don't know 20 times but every time i watch that movie i love it more yeah um just because it's so clever and well written and awesomely acted Did you go to the Alamo? uh no i was in school until 10 that day so i wasn't able to go and i was sad but i came home and watched it that day fair um but yeah i mean the movie is just really cool um yeah, I I love it. I don't know what else I can say about it. It's my favorite Robert Downey Jr. movie. Yeah, uh, he's really great in it, and it's kind of his coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Val Kilmer's really good in it, which you know. And so when so when I see you know, the nice guys, I'm like, oh yeah, there's Robert Downey Jr. is Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe is Val Kilmer.
3: Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah.
1: And but now Shane Black has more money, so he can make an even cooler movie. Uh, but yeah, so I was. I just fall in love with that movie uh, because it, it's set up so cool. Uh There's a part in it where Robert Downey Jr. loses his finger because he gets his finger slammed in the door. <laughs> um But there's two scenes before that I didn't even notice. And this is how great of an actor he is or maybe the direction from Shane Black. Yeah. But he puts his hand in the same spot every time. And then the one time she gets mad at him and slams the door on him, he loses his finger right so it's just a clever little like i love character moments like that yeah where you know it's just little things subtle things that they do um so yeah if you haven't seen kiss kiss bang bang you should definitely get it because it's i think it's a blu-ray you can get for like six bucks yeah and it's well worth it yeah um i also watched a movie called i madman which is a which is a scream factory film release uh it's a it's like a pulpy noir film but with a slasher in it okay um it's weird but it's kind of good it's 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 so different in the horror genre that i kind of enjoyed it uh, basically the premise is this uh lady works in um a library or a bookstore and she picks up this book oh i love the name of this book it's so b movie it's awesome it's uh no retreat hence no pain or something i forget the <laughs> name of it it's not it's not that but it's really cool um poetic title. Yeah. And it's about this doctor who keeps this half-jackal, half-boy in his, like, apartment. Yeah. And so that's how the film opens, is it opens with uh that story. And it's her reading the book, and she puts it down. And she's trying to find this author's second book called I, Madman. And when it just shows up on her front door the next day, she's reading it. And as she's reading it, the evil guy from the book starts showing up in her life. Oh, okay. And so you it's don't know if it's real or if it's not, and... uh I mean it, then it goes into the 80s kind of slasher where he scalps like this lady and sews her like scalp to his head and um it, it's a really interesting film um it dates itself because it has stop motion in it but the stop motion looks cool uh, you can even see the strings sometimes I mean it's 80s charm I don't yeah I don't mind it at all um so yeah if you're looking for like kind of an offbeat horror film I, it's not a great film but it's not a bad one and I I respect anything that tries hard Mm. and and the director is really cool because he even did uh, really harsh reds a lot um, to give it that kind of pulpy feel Mm. Uh, and anytime the uh, the slasher guy was on screen there was fog and things to make it more surreal Uh, it just kind of loses it at the end but Mm. that happens to a lot of horror films Um, I also watched Ant-Man again and I was really excited because I got the uh, the blu-ray 3d and it comes with like this charcoal case so, it comes with, like, the normal slip case It has a really cool Ant-Man, like, moving. And then you take it off, and the Blu-ray case isn't blue or red. It's charcoal. Yeah. Mm. Uh So, I think it's cool when they change them up. Because um, I think if you get the standard edition of Ant-Man, it doesn't have a slip on it. It's just a black uh, case. Yeah. Um And they did that with Avengers Age of Ultron, too. Yeah. um Except it was red. Yeah. But, yeah. So, like, the Avengers Age of Ultron is, like, a th- solid red if you get standard but if you get the 3d it's like a candy red where it's kind of see-through so they look really cool um but ant-man's still a really fun movie i had a lot of fun watching it again uh i i love the part where he's trying to get convinced scott to uh michael douglas Scout or hank pym is trying to convince scott to help him out and he says you know scott i believe everybody gets a second chance whatever you want me to do i'm tired of breaking in and stealing shit Scott, I want you to break into a place and steal some shit. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I just love It's, it's Adam McKay. I can, I hear his voice a lot in scripts and that's yeah. definitely an Adam McKay moment. Oh, yeah.
4: I, I, re- I rewatched it too. The part where, uh, they're having tea and the, the ants bring over the sugar cubes. He's like, would you like two pieces of sugar? And then you see the ants move and just Paul Red's face of like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and they turn around. <laughs> and it,
1: and the, the moment too where, uh, it's, it's such a great scene where, Hank tells his daughter what happened to her mom, and she's she's like, "Okay, but why couldn't you tell me sooner?" And then it cuts this really awkward Paul Rudd going, "All right, we solved it, and I've ruined the moment. Who wants tea?" And he just <laughs> leaves. Uh, there's some there's that movie's really fun. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, so I watched that. I also uh, watched Adam Sandler's new movie, The Ridiculous Six, on Netflix. Cool. Uh, Brad, I think saw the last thirty minutes of it. That's the last thirty. <laughs> yeah, like the last thirty or so. Uh, it's not as bad as when I read reviews. I, again, I have a soft spot for Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it, uh Brad laughed at some moments. I mean, it's stupid, but it's not like it's horrible. Traditional Sandler.
4: It, it would be mm. decent enough for like a direct to DVD release. Yeah. Like, if this is in theaters, people would have been like, Well, yeah. I mean, so I, yeah. Frustrated. But what I
1: got from it too, though, he would not put as much effort into it as if he got a theatrical. Yeah. And it basically he plays uh a white guy who is adopted by Native Americans. And he have, he never knew who his father was, but one day his father, played by Nick Nolte, shows up and says, "I've been looking for you, son." <laughs> um, like, what the fuck happened to Nick Nolte? And uh, that's what drinking does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and tons of cigarettes. And he yeah. um, so he gets kidnapped by this gang, and so Adam Sandler and decides he's going to go try to find fifty thousand dollars to save his father. And along the way, he finds out that his father also. <laughs> has five other sons, and so they join this posse called the Ridiculous Six, and they're, it's a, like a Robin Hood, they're robbing from the rich and giving back to the poor, and um so there's Rob Schneider who plays a Mexican, Um and I, I'm pretty sure Rob Schneider plays the same character, the
0: you-can-do-it
1: guy, no matter what ethnicity he is, Um and <laughs> Terry Crews is in it, and there's this really funny part where, uh so they steal this uh, gold nugget from uh Harvey Keitel's character and they and they're in there and they find out that they're brothers and Terry Crew says, ah, man, I don't know how I can tell you guys this, but I'm half black, half white. And they go, Okay. Like it's a big bombshell. Then later in the movie he says, You guys don't know how great it felt that I told you that I'm black. He's like totally black. <laughs> it's like uh, and Vanilla Ice plays Mark Twain. Um, oh, that's what? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: and That was funny, because uh, he plays Mark Twain, but it's like modern Mark Twain. Yeah,
1: modern Mark Twain. He's like, what's up, homies? He's not a southerner.
4: Yeah, he's like, yeah. what up, homies? <laughs> yeah. He's dancing and shit. And
1: David Spade plays General Custer. and uh, But there's so many like funny little bits. What was his line where he's like, yeah, uh, someone said something about his blonde, long yeah. blonde hair. He yeah, says, White
4: Earp's, like admiring his hair. Yeah, he
1: said, yeah, I would... Go get a haircut, but if I went to my new barber, it'd be like my hair was scalped, and <laughs> I don't need that to happen to me. <laughs> it's, it's like stupid yeah. lines like that is pretty funny. <laughs> Who does John that...
0: Lovitz play in the movie? Because I on the cast list. Uh, is this some poker,
1: some poker, guy? yeah, guy. Uh, um, Jorge Garcia's in it. Oh, no, there's tons of like really big people. I mean, and there's like funny parts. So Harvey Keitel plays this gangster who's smiling, and he's only in it for like ten minutes, but. So he's going to kill Adam Sandler and all the other guys, and Rob Schneider's riding his burrow, and he hits him in the head with the shovel, but it decapitates him. (laughs) So his body's still, like, going around and shooting, and it's shooting his head lying on the ground. And Rob Schneider's like, I only meant to hit him with it. I didn't mean to decapitate him. It's it's stupid shit like that. Or Adam Sandler turns into a tumbleweed. Yeah,
4: just magically turns into a tumbleweed. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's so bizarre, and but I still laughed at moments. I don't think it was horrible. Yeah. there's will forte plays a leader of another like the left eye posse and Steve Zahn's in it, and to get in the posse they made him dig out his eyeball with a spoon and so in, like they show this in the shadows and he's like ow ow and he's like oh it's hanging off and it's like dangling like <laughs> hanging and then you find out later in the movie like will forte lifts up his eye patch <laughs> and so they made him carve out his eye but nobody else in the gang carved out their eyes it's, <laughs> it's stupid shit like that. it's really stupid um and Will Forte's like, he's trying to find Adam Sandler's character and he pulls up on the Apache um, uh, area, I don't know, settlement, reservation. reservation, I don't know what you call village. it. Village. And he's like, hey, beaver breath. And the chick looks over and says, how does he know my name? And he goes, holy shit, that's your name? <laughs> Who's that, a diarrhea stick? <laughs> it's so stupid. but Um The big controversy about it being offensive, it's not offensive. It's like stupid, like high school, middle school humor. Yeah. Ju- juvenile humor. Yeah. It's
0: not like anything like majorly like.
1: Yeah, like the worst thing is Steve Zahn says, I don't like them engines.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So th- they made a big stink and it's really a juvenile humor. It's harmless. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll watch it. Eventually. But if
1: you're bored one day and you want to watch a comedy western then you have nothing else to do. There's worse things in the world. Sure. Um Yeah. That's why I watched this week. Cool. This week, me and James. Yep. So uh, in the heart of the sea, James. Should people see in the heart of the sea?
2: Man, this one's rough. Um, I really like the story that they're telling. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of Ron Howard most of the time. Even when he does like even the movies that are generally sort of his stinkers, you know, your your, uh, angels and demons and stuff like that. Like even then, I'm like, okay, cool. I see what you're doing. Um, I like the story of this movie. I, I would say it's probably worth a rent because the the problem is, I think that. Too much of the movie looks like it looks cheap and kind of garbagey. Um, I just don't like the way it's shot. I don't like the visuals, um, which is too bad because I, I do genuinely like the story. So I, I'm I'm just sort of middle of the ground uh, or, or middle of the road, I should say. Um, so yeah, I, like I will probably have my parents rent it. Is sort of what I'm saying. Um,
1: Ryan should be uh, I don't to this think movie? it looked cheap. Um, there's some parts in the sea didn't look right, but I think it was more of. How the director of photography wanted it to look.
2: Yes, and that—that's my. I I don't.
1: I I don't think it looks cheap, but I think it's the style because there's some shots. I,
2: I think. I. I'm not saying that it is cheap. I'm saying that it. I think the style makes it look cheap. Okay. For for me. Um, Yeah. yeah.
1: But I I agree. I think I see what what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I think it's worth a rental. Um, I think the story is cool. I I think. Uh, the, the pace of the movie is a little weird. Mm -hmm. Um. Where the climax should be is really early. Yes. And then it kind of just coasts along. Right. But uh, there's some good moments in it. Uh, Yeah, it's a rental. I I was hoping it'd be cooler, but uh, here's the uh, trailer for In the Heart of the Sea. We were headed for the edge of the earth. Left home
3: behind with a sliver of hope.
0: Searching for the truth.
3: i married a whaleman.
1: man. whaleman who loves you.
3: Promise me. Just come back. I promise.
2: What is it?
0: find ourselves
3: what offense did we give god to upset himself trust gave way to doubt hope to superstition we were cursed
0: what you're saying is is that Opie didn't manage to uh in- tantalize you guys to want to see this in say an even bigger format.
2: No. Uh,
1: no, and in it, fact in my theater I was really bummed. I went and saw it, uh this morning at an AMC and they didn't they it didn't fill the screen. So mm-hmm. whoever was projecting it made it look like it was like letterbox TV Weird. style. Um yeah, because it cut off; it didn't go all the way across. Like they, didn't, so,
2: they didn't like widen the curtains. Or yeah, no they, no, they
1: no, they're widened, but it was like oh, was, the projection. The projection was, actually, was oh, like shit. It was a TV screen. What? Yeah, it was weird. Um, but it, the movie is Herman Melville's trying to write the story of uh, inspiration for Moby Dick, and he finds um, what was it Thomas mm, Nickerson? Is that right? Something, sure, Tom. Something, Tom. Yeah, uh, he goes to him and because he found out that the story that was told to the public about the Essex is not true? Right. and so he wants to find the real story behind it and the the opening I was really into yeah uh, I, I think the whole
2: the whole book ended story and even when they jump back to herman melville like i actually really like yeah. what's happening in that room and i
1: think it's a better life of pi because life of pi i thought oh god yes was obnoxious this movie is cool cuz i love the period piece um i i think chris hemsworth is really good in it <laughs>
2: it's actually a lot of it reminds me of life of Pi.
1: exactly but i, I it's a better movie because i think the director is better yeah. i'm not taking anything away from, and the, from
2: the story is better
1: yeah it's yeah because I, there's there's moments that ron howard puts the camera um or has the camera placed in places uh that first scene where they uh the first well they get where yeah. they he, uh hemsworth throws the harpoon but the camera follows the harpoon into the well and it's, it dives so it gives us like close-up of the well's eye and it's just going deep and it's really, uh, really well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie shot really well, um, but the director of photography made this weird choice of, it's like kind of grainy, but like the colors are really saturated.
2: And yeah. And it's um, like, it's like too often too bright. Yeah. It's weird. Like, you know, like he'll, he'll put the camera cause he'll put the camera in some places where you're close to stuff. Like, you're close to inanimate objects in the foreground, mm-hmm. and and then you've got, like, it, it almost feels like this fisheye effect. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's often, it's, man, it's hard to describe. So then you've got actors in the background, you know, working on a boat or whatever. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. for dialogue scenes. And then, like, water will splash up on the camera. And so you've got, like, water on the camera, something right here in front of you, stuff happening in the background yeah. that's out of focus, and it's all way too bright. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, it, it, it's, it's hard to look at. Um, and then you've got the CG that I just think is, like, when I say it's cheap, what I mean is that to do this movie right, you go get a boat, and you go out to the ocean, and you spend a shit ton of money making Master and Commander, right? Mm-hmm. A movie that fails at the box office because the budget is so huge that nobody's going to go see it, and or not enough people are going to go see it to actually pay for having a boat out in the ocean. I, I, think, and, it's,
1: I think Master and Commander's problem is the title, but... Yeah. Uh, sure, no, I'm just I, kidding. no uh, <laughs>
2: but no, I, we can have that conversation. Yeah. But Master and Commander, when you're on that boat, like that boat feels like a real place, and you are you are yeah. there. And it and th- for me, like I didn't get that sense very mm-hmm. often. And man, when they get honestly, like when when Brad was talking about the bad CG of the car or the the bad like driving in the cars, I feel that way when they're on the little galley boats. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when they're rowing out after those after those whales, and there's these CG whales in the water next to them. I'm just like, it It looks like Life of Pi to me. Yeah. You know, and, and as good as but, the CG might be, it's so CG that I, I just, yeah. I'm missing an emotional connection.
1: It, it's kind of whiplash for me because I think the uh, the main well, I think, is amazing looking. Yes. And uh, the scenes that involve that well are breathtaking.
2: Specifically, it's tail. Like, that yeah. when they're on the galley boats after it's, yeah. you know, and that tail comes up, it's, it's really cool. Because
1: I can, I mean, I got, like, on the edge of my seat when that well hit the boat, went under the boat, came back around and it was like charging. I was like, oh shit.
2: Yeah This is like Jaws. It is, yeah. It totally is like Jaws. And
1: so you get so excited and the the well damages the Essex and then it kind of the movie kind of stops. <laughs> yeah. And then I know they're trying to show them survive and you're like, okay. I, I've seen this better on Castaway. And um so he's uh you know stuck in the so they're stuck in the we- the the ships and you know uh, the normal things happen people start dying uh then they have to eat other people and yeah it's
2: yeah, yeah i mean i i agree with you like i i think that if they if they had built more into the early part of the movie um and had the the climax sort of be the, the sinking of the ship.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But the, the problem is that the emotional climax is the eating of the people. Yeah. Because that's the scene... I mean, that's the scene that I love the most, mm-hmm. is actually when they pull completely out of the story about the man and the whale and back to Herman Melville and yeah. Tom and his wife. Oh, no,
1: that's amazing. Like, because...
2: that scene's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's so good. Um, Because basically, I mean, I guess spoilers, but, like, when, when he... You know, he's, he's clearly so haunted by this whole story, and you don't know why. Like, honestly, I, in my mind, I was just like, well, what? What?" Is, it almost fe- seemed cheesy early mm-hmm. on, because I was like, what? Like, like? ooh, he's really haunted by the fact that he's seen a monster whale, yeah. and nobody believes him. Like, yeah. I wasn't going to buy that. And so then when you get the real meat, which is, oh, ah. shit. Shit. When you get to the real heart of the problem, fuck. Ah, you did it. Fuck! And because he says they eat the... Yeah. When you get to the real core... There we go. We're, when you get to the real core of the problem, which is that he's like, I've eaten people. Like, that's his problem. Mm-hmm. Is that he's, he's terrified that if other people find out that he's eaten people to survive, that his wife won't love him. And they'll all look at him like he's like he's a freak and an abomination. Like he has this huge guilt and he's carried it from when he was the kid in the in the in the in that boat to now he's this old man with this big bushy beard who spends all of his days drinking and making these ships and bottles um like that story is yeah. amazing and what a great character to tell me but you're right like as as far as the momentum is concerned you end up spending 30 minutes 20 minutes just in these boats with these guys slowly yeah. deteriorating and, and, and it looks
1: good yeah and that's what i mean but... like he he t- he says that part and then there's another like 15 minutes of him in the boat yeah they go
2: back to the boats
1: <laughs> i mean i know they're trying to tell the story but i think he right. should have told that part and then showing them getting rescued because yeah. uh, because even the scene i actually i love the scene too at the end um or chris hemsworth and the captain have to go in and do the inquiry yeah and chris hemsworth's like no i'm not going to do that and he leaves and he has that scene with the kid and i think it's a great scene yeah and it kind of has a cool where he walks away and you're like oh what happened to him and to me that's good but you had to slog through another 20 minutes of them on the boat yeah and for them to and i guess too it's they notice that there's land and then it's like there's land and they're like oh we're gonna see a rescue and we were rescued yeah okay I guess that's it. No, I agree. Um, the uh, The movie looks cool. I, I mean, I think um, it's uh, Ron Howard is a great director.
2: Hemsworth does a great job. Yeah. So does the guy who plays uh, the captain. Yep. And um, uh, I think uh, Spider-Man's
1: story, a good hands. The story of their rivalry is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that was a good scene, though, where he came in uh, when he was going to relieve him of duty.
2: Uh-huh. That's a cool scene. It's a great scene.
1: I yeah. You have more scenes like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it's no Mordecai. Um, <laughs> but... No, it's a fine movie. It is. It's just it's just flawed. Yeah, that's all. You know. Yeah, yeah. So so rent it. Yeah, You'll, it's better than Life of Pi. I'll say that. Oh, for sure. No matter what anybody says, Brian. What are we seeing next week? Uh, I forget. Okay.
2: Well, we'll have to figure it out. Stay yeah. tuned, and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, well, quick. maybe we'll tweet out what we're seeing.
4: Yeah. Are we doing that Star Wars
2: mashup stuff? Uh, maybe. I mean, now's not the time to talk about it. We can talk about it after we're done with this episode.
4: Well, I thought your idea was to... Yeah, but not in this recording.
2: Thanks, Brad. Brad, can I end the episode? Yeah. Okay, great. Bye, we'll see you
1: next week. May the Force be with you.
2: Are you sure you're ready? Your hair's short. all short. Uh, you no, look like... you look like, just because I wore a hat all day. Oh, is it?
4: I need a haircut. Yeah,
2: it made you look younger. I
1: police force. And I need a... Yeah. will sh- just freaking shave it all the way down. <sighs> Get it high and tight.
2: You look like you did when you were on the... Um, uh, oh, shit. The, the, the... What was that lady? That lady with the TV show where you were <laughs> like... Yeah, hey, Joe, I want to bang your girlfriend. I did not want to bang his girlfriend. I wanted yeah.
1: to make another girl jealous so she'd date me. I know. It's, it's just not as funny. I mean, you know what, I picked up dates though in New York City, so I guess it worked. Was
2: one of them Ricky Lake?
1: Dude, I banged her in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not have happened. That, that was it, uh, my story... It didn't was, happen. My, it didn't happen. No, my, it may not have happened. My story was inspired by true events. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at of Denver Comic Con, back on Father's Day 2016 and beyond. I am Ryan, with me always is... Brad. And... James! And coming back, wearing Broncos hats, is...
0: Zach Eastman.
1: Hi, Zach. Hey, Zach. Hey. <laughs> every week, the Real Nerds podcast goes see a new movie, and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we went and saw In the Heart of the Sea. Brad, did you see it? I did not. You piece <laughs> of shit. What? Come on. We both saw Trumbo. I don't have to see every movie. It's Trumbo. You have to see every movie.
2: That's the point of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, what, save money for Star Wars. What are the people going to do for like it, you know the people who who believe in your review the most no and believe you're always right opinion, like
4: on anything?
2: What are those people going to do when they're like ah, these other guys are saying all this stuff about this Heart of the Sea movie? Uh, but I don't know what I believe because
1: Brad didn't see it.
4: That has ne- that has never happened. Said so no one. Yeah, you're heard, right because your
1: opinions are usually wrong. Yeah, yep. yeah. So we also talk about movies that are coming out, movies we've been watching, Blu-rays, DVDs, movie news, and movie stuff. Yep. You got this? So what we do. I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in our fifth year? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, we're in the, well, I guess we are in the fifth year. Yeah. Shit. Our favorite movie theater in Colorado is the Alamo Drafthouse. This is what's playing next week at the Alamo Drafthouse. House. Yay.
3: are you i'm no one follow me nothing will stand in our way i'll show them the dark side i don't know your name finn what's yours right might name this
2: Star Wars The Force Awakens
1: And before you just say oh it's only really Star Wars ha <laughs> they didn't <forget> about <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it is almost only Star Wars, though. IFC is having a free screening of Monty Python's Life of Brian. Ooh. And a lonely place, a Vertigo, presented by the demon dog of American literature. With, Shit. Oh, presented by the demon. The demon dog. By, no, it's presented by the demon. I don't, what? I don't know who the
2: demon is. Oh, what? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't then go on to say James no. Elroy? No.
1: no. But by, it does say presented by the demon dog of American literature, James Elroy. Yes. It's okay. yes. just one long sentence. Yeah. Yes. Why is, is he called the demon dog of American literature? I don't know.
2: That's he's sweet, a crazy man. person. And he's awesome to see live, though. So Vertigo is a great, yeah,
1: film. I bet that would be amazing to have him like introduce Chinese dinner party, A Christmas Story, cool, Ooh, entertainment and the economy, presented by director Rick Alverson in person. Okay. Science Friction, Attack the Block in 35 millimeter, hosted by the AV Club senior writer Jason Heller. Victory Vanguard presents Seven Samurai. Ooh. And it's if you guys didn't know, Thursday you can see Brad watching Star Wars: The Force Awakens at the Alamo Draft House. That's right. You, you can just, just you get tickets to
4: watch Brad <laughs> watch Star Wars. Uh, you know what's weird the yeah, Batman Returns tomorrow night. I keep trying to like check on tickets. And yeah, and it says still not being sold. Weird. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's tomorrow. Maybe, maybe they don't
2: have. Maybe they online. know they don't. Maybe they don't. They know they don't need to actually sell tickets to that movie because no one wants to see it. Um, I uh, might want to see. Him. I want to see Batman
1: throw a dude down a manhole, <laughs> dynamite strapped to him, and he blows up. Yeah, I I'll see I, him throw a fireball at yeah you know, clown.
2: We yeah. didn't talk about this, but last week, you know, when we talked about the trailer last week. He has a rifle in that trailer. Is the internet on fire? Like, did people like protest oh, yeah. or yeah? Is that going on? They're really confused, but yeah. are people like, are pissed
4: off? It's not an AK forty seven. It's probably like some kind of
1: a grappling gun,
4: a grappling gun, or maybe it's some chemical gun that.
1: You know, yeah, or, maybe, it they, shoots, or maybe, maybe he devised a gun he shoots at Doomsday. Yeah, maybe he's he, yeah, maybe it's a
2: crazy fucking nuclear laser weapon thing that kills aliens from other planets. Wait, yeah. why do people care that he has a gun? Or it's a stunt I gun? Don't or or I don't know. I don't know. know why anybody cares about that movie. Zach, how you doing? I'm well, doing <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's a
0: happiness gun? <laughs> <laughs> what if it shoots yeah. out sparklers oh, and rainbows? He stole <laughs> it
2: from the Joker and it makes people laugh.
0: Yeah, ooh. Oh. That'd be a cool twist if it turned out to be like one of his What if he's the Joker? What if... No, that's stupid. What if that movie never comes out? <laughs> what if
1: he gets blasted with, you know, Scarecrow's fear toxin, and he's the Joker, and he kills Robin, and then he comes out of it, he's holding his dead body, and on it says, Haha, the joke's on you, and the movie ends with him going,
2: no! Could, it, could, could we then say that, like, the whole... He, he basically dreamed up Superman in a nightmare, and, and Wonder Woman, and none of that stuff actually happens in his universe? I think
0: that's cool still. If they go with Ryan's I'm idea... I'm just being an artist.
2: If they go with Ryan's idea, it needs
0: to be executive produced by George Lucas. <laughs> what well, well, no. if that Superman, and Civil
2: War are the same movie? <laughs> oh.
1: Dude, they should make I a Batman
2: guess, Spider-Man uh, movie. Fuck yeah, oh, that no,
1: would be you cool. You know, Batman vs. Captain America and Spider-Man vs. Um, Justice?
2: Superman? Just just do just straight Justice League versus The Avengers. Oh, that and, would be sweet. Which actually is like, you know, what next year's box office is. But still... Um, the movie costs be $500 million. Dollars. Yeah. Basically. Guys, we get to live Justice League versus Avengers yeah. in real life, technically. Yeah.
1: Just well, we know you. the Avengers
2: Civil War's going. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they moved their date. That's not
1: fair. I shouldn't judge that movie before it comes out. You're right. Yeah, Except for the Civil War, which we can judge and say that it's probably going to be real good. Yeah. I know I was reading a really cool interview with the Russos, and um, they asked, they said, so was Spider Man always part of your plan? I said, yeah. Uh, we always wanted a minute and we wrote the script with a minute. And Marvel came to us and says, yeah, you know, we're trying to work this out right now. Uh, um, but if it doesn't have a plan B, and I said, yeah, we have a plan B. We didn't have a plan B. <laughs> 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 and then my Entertainment Weekly last week came and it has, uh, Cap, Iron Man, and Black Panther on the cover. Yeah. And I get so excited, so I'm reading the article and it, and it's, le- it's closing with, uh, that they can't confirm that Spider Man's in the movie. I mean, but then it says we can't confirm a Spider-Man's in the movie, but we can say on the set Robert Downey Jr. is walking with his arm around Tom Holland in a red and blue jumpsuit. <laughs> and like, <laughs> uh, this makes me uh, so excited. Uh, I was reading. Yeah.
4: Uh, the, this new suit has like it requires CGI.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with maybe it, the though. eyes. Maybe the it would eyes. make sense if they did it with the eyes. Mm. You know, because that's the one thing that like like they're doing that for um, for. Uh, um, Deadpool. You know. Yeah. Um, and Spider-Man's that. always been a guy that, like, his eyes move and stuff with, with, with when he I did, top, yeah, so. I did
1: hear that they're thinking about having his eyes emote. Yeah. You know, like, the really cartoony Spider-Mans. Right. Uh, a lot right. of artist drama, when he gets punched, like, one eye, like, shuts down and yeah. shuts a little bit. But if they use it, that maybe that's how he has the camera lenses or something to help him shoot web. I don't know. I don't care. Mm-hmm. As long as the character's cool, I don't give a shit what they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yep. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do real news.
2: In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France.
0: I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. It's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson!
2: I like a do da cha cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties.
1: Did you guys see the trailer for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? We did! You know, the one thing I will say that I did like about it is Bebop and Rocksteady look like Bebop and Rocksteady. Right! Like, you kind of had, like, the purple sunglasses and, um,. Brad, I'm going to defer to the turtle guy. What, what did you think?
4: Um, obviously, uh, as faithful as the uh, character design is to them, it's like clearly cartoons on screen. Yeah. yeah. The CGI is not great. Um, True. But I don't know. Uh, they're definitely having fun with it. And uh, like the garbage truck is a nice addition instead of the old uh, like that minivan that they, they had the in the end, last yeah. one. Uh, Sheet sewer lids. That's pretty cool. It looks uh, better
1: than the first one. Yeah. Or at least it looks better than the the trailer for the first one did, I, I think. Well, you know why? Because they actually had a Japanese guy being Shredder and having, like, Shredder powers. Wait, Shredder through. was in that
4: trailer somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Oh. He's not wearing his mask.
1: He's not oh, wearing his mask, okay. but he does, like, the Wolverine, Predator.
2: Oh, okay. He's like,
1: cool, a real Shredder.
4: Yeah. It feels like they're getting back on track, but again, you know, it really comes down to the personalities and humor of the turtles and you know the last one just wasn't funnier
2: well and whether or not i mean as a as a film it comes down to whether or not they can make the action scenes like any good Mm -hmm. um and there's there's clearly you know if if you like me sort of thought that the ridiculous over the top bombastic we're sliding down the hill and like there's also these weird jokes about megan fox's butt in the middle of this action scene if you thought that wasn't a great action scene there's one in a river this time like it's you know, there's there's some worrisome things in there that remind me of things that I didn't like a lot about the last one. Yeah, but. And it's cool they're opening but up
4: Dimension X. Even so.
2: even that wasn't the worst thing about the last like. You know how bad those scenes were, like when they're all when they're all like locked up, and the Ming Fox has to go and like push the testosterone button or whatever bullshit it was. Adrenaline, yeah, that was right? dumb. I've yeah, not like,
1: seen it since. That's the first time I, I bought it at Trace Mart when all their used Blu-rays were seven ninety nine or something. Yeah, and they had a three D version of it. It's like all right. Yeah. So if I get that in another movie and spent eight bucks on two movies, meh, the right. worst things in the world. So I haven't seen it since it came out last year. Uh, the, the new trailer, I don't know, it looks fun. It's got Jason in it? Yeah. What's his name? name? Yeah, whatever. Um, it, what makes me excited is I'm a fan of the 90s cartoon, because that's what I know. Yeah. And, like I said, when I saw Bebop and Rocksteady show up, I said, oh, he even has a purple mohawk. He has... He, he looks like the cartoon guy. I saw... I saw so, a
2: picture of like a dude dressed up like one of them. Like, is is the story here going to be that like they're dudes and then they get turned into a rhinoceros yeah. and a giant bull? Yeah, just like a cartoon. Yeah, oh, just okay. Like a cartoon.
4: All right, cool. Um, actually, it's probably the same plot as Secret of the Us. Step, token, raise a heartbeat on Yeah, yeah. It should have been. Yeah. The only That's reason funny. they didn't do it in the '90s is because they didn't have the rights to do it. Yeah. So, really?
1: Yeah. So this one is they're actually Nickelodeon, right? Yeah. So, yeah. All the turtles yeah.
4: belong to Nickelodeon now, but back then, like you had. I think F-H-E? Fox. I remember that. Yeah, that was just yeah, the, yeah, well, <laughs> the distribution for the the VHSs. But, uh, yeah, the cartoon was, I think, Fox's property. Oh, uh, okay. And then the movies were uh, New Line, which would be Warner Brothers. And
2: were Bebop and Rocksteady made for the cartoon show? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and okay. And then there's the
4: comics rights, and Bebop and Rocksteady weren't in the original Eastern and Laird comics, so. Um, right. You couldn't put Bebop and Rocksteady in the comics either, so. Huh. Until sort things out.
0: Who's playing Casey Jones in this one?
1: Stephen Amell, Arrow.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, he's all right. I, don't know. I they, they did, a lot of. T- uh, I, I play do play like there. how they did get in Megan Fox ripping her shirt open. No, she's tying it. She's putting more clothes on. Did you see the previous trailer? My, the
2: hope preview is that trailer? she's putting more clothes oh, no, on. I got the the thing that she was. Making like a midriff for herself. Yeah, she was like tying the thing. Yeah. So I guess the question is: there was she not wearing a shirt before, or is she untucking her shirt and showing more mid? I mean, I get you know what. Only seeing the ben film will
4: know. Well, yeah. Like, it's how is Al- probably like, just walking ben. to distract a security guard or something. This like is that. the kind
2: of tension that he builds. That I, I just mm-hmm. I have to see his movies to find out whether or not she's putting more clothes on or taking
1: more clothes but see, off. See, then you see a trailer for the Benghazi one. And you're like, oh, he makes pretty sweet action scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he technically not making this movie. He's mm-hmm. not, but if he influences it. Oh, yeah. All day. <laughs> He's making the notes in yeah. the studio. But <laughs> like, Again, I, I was actually surprised. I mean, I thought it actually didn't look too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't... It
2: it looks like a kid's movie where some kids are playing with, like, Ninja Turtles and smashing them together. And, like, it's like what you were dreaming of when you were playing with Ninja Turtle toys. Like, that's yeah. what it feels like. I was watching it's it, what, it's what I have to try to to give the movie as a... You
1: know. And I hope, too, that, you know, obviously they're going to be working on it some more, so maybe the CGI will be cleaned up a little bit. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah. Otherwise I say, just this should just be a fully CGI movie. Like,
1: yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Because TMNT was cool.
4: As a, as a, like, you know, fully CGI thing, you know. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know. And Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman is weirdly okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: no, I do. Is that who that really was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, kept, I watched the trailer twice, and both times I was like... Who is that guy? Is it is it him? Or am I just racist? Like, <laughs> is, it a, is it just is it just a black guy? Or is it Tyler Perry? And I, I felt really bad about it. But I'm glad to know that it was Tyler Perry. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not the only trailer that we got this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even close. Uh, so we also got the trailer for X-Men. Uh, Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, Ivan Ooze. Apocalypse. Right, yes. <laughs> X- X-Men <laughs> Ivan Ooze. Um, (laughs) Are are any of us really, like, big X-Men, like, comics fans? I am. Yeah. I love the
0: X-Men. How did you like the trailer? Well, I like what they're doing. I like what they're going to do, like, what what it seems like they're going to do with it, which is, but, like, my problem with the whole uh, X-Men origin stuff has been that this is a little nitpick, but Xavier's not bald. But then they oh, show that. Oh, Wait. Then they show, and the trailer they show that quick clip of <laughs> him finally a cheesy, bald, and I'm like, 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 and I was just like, oh, okay. so this this doesn't feel as strong as the other uh, times Brian Singer was at the helm, whether yeah. it was X2 or Days of Future Past. Um, as far as them doing Apocalypse, um, I got to be honest, my knowledge on Apocalypse is very very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like they got him right. I mean. Psylocke looks pretty awesome, yeah. and um, my my only issue with the X Men movies as they stand is that they're they are in their own universe. They don't really adhere to the comics that much, yeah. and when they do, they 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 fudge a lot of things around. Yeah. So, but again, I haven't read. Unfortunately, I haven't read an X Men comic book in a long time. But I think that. This one will wrap everything up nicely, and then we finally get. Uh, I don't know if we're definitely getting Old Man Logan with Wolverine three.
2: It's. I mean, but it looks like it. That's what they keep saying. Yeah, it's they, it's, it's some version of old. Like whether or not they're going to be like you know Venom Tricerat or uh, Tyrannosaurs or like you know people paying their Hulk rent. You know that yeah. that probably won't be there, but. Uh, we will probably get some version th- of, like, Old Man Logan. I think the essence of Old Man Logan yeah. is going to be in there.
0: But, um, you know, again, they they live in their own universe. They're, that's It's, it's Singer's quote-unquote vision for what it's supposed to be in the X-Men universe in his mind. And so yeah. I, I'm down with it. I've been with this series since... This is one of the few film series that I've seen in a theater consistently haven't missed a single one in the theater, even the bad ones. Yeah. So I'm excited. Like, it's it's my ritual. You know, I go to see an X-Men movie and I
2: cleanse myself. <laughs> I, I definitely, I want to see another, like, I, I think it's going to be good, uh, but I feel like this trailer is a mess. Um, and especially to do like a, you know, post-credit, or whatever you would call it, like a little stinger at the end of the trailer that's like, hey, guess what, guys? He's going to lose his hair in this movie. Like, is that the stakes? Is that why I'm going to see this movie? Because um, it is and and a lot of the things that they like try to communicate, they then just come straight out and say. So I don't know. It it just it feels like an odd
0: trailer to me. But what I'm, I did like is that it alluded to the earliest issues of X Men with where it's Gene, just Jean Grey, Angel, Beast, uh, Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that grouping is there. So that's a nice little homage to the first. Early, like, what, first 38, 39 issues of X-Men before they yeah. transferred over? Uh, maybe, it
1: might be 12. I don't remember. Um, yeah. uh, what I will say is, uh, I think why the trailer is so heavy-handed in um, yeah. plot mm-hmm. is Apocalypse is really hard to describe. Uh, in, in comics, he's 10,000 years old, and he's the oldest known mutant. Right. So he, he thinks of himself as a god, and he thinks of himself as... Um, the original mutant, basically. Right. And I forget his Egyptian name, but...
2: Uh, in, the, in the trailer, they like they come out and say, like... Yeah, hey, that's what I mean. They so call like, him Ra, and they call him, you know, yeah. Vishnu or, and I Yahweh... Think, and I think it's like,
1: Vishnu uh, Ra or something like that is his yeah. comic, uh, like his real name. But yeah, I mean, I was actually surprised because the thing with Apocalypse as well is his height and weight is variable because one of his... And they actually show that in the trailer where yeah. he's growing big and smashing people down... And, I mean, I don't know. He's a really cool villain in comics, and I I hope he can work on screen. Right. And that they're being faithful to what he is on screen is cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a little heavy-handed with plot saying, The Four Horsemen, Lake of the Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Had, okay, oh, gosh. I got it. But wow. I also thought the first trailer for X-Men Days of Future Past was horrible, and I actually love that movie, so yeah. hopefully. that That's what I'm saying.
2: I I think it is a... I don't think it's a bad sign that the movie's going to be bad, because, like... I'm, Brian Singer has made
4: All three the of X-Men. these.
2: Yeah. Like he's made great X-Men movies before. I'm pretty sure he can make another. He's on a much shorter timeline this time, right? Yeah. So the, he's got a lot working against him, but still, you know, it'll probably be fine. It's just, it's not a great trailer. I'm wondering if they're going to follow a, any particular storyline of
0: um, for Age of Apocalypse, like the way it's run, like... If they're going to try to follow a storyline, or if uh, this is their own original I, I, apocalypse, I, that's yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if yeah. they
2: can at this point. Like they've they've fucked up their their sort of plot line and their universe so much mm-hmm. that like. The fact that now they're bringing in Jean Grey and some of the other, like, traditional... Right, so now Storm is there, but they rebooted the whole thing, so what is really canon and what isn't, and then you've also got, like... you've never
1: read an X-Men comic, so...
2: No, I I have. Astonishing. Right, but I'm just saying, like, I've read X-Men comics, and I read some of them when I was younger, too, Um, so I know that they do that, that, you know, that the comics can do that. I'm just saying, like... It makes it really hard to necessarily... Oh, like, if sure. the comics do that, and so it's really convoluted and full of itself, and then the movies do it too, makes it really hard for the movies to try and match a comic,
1: right? In all essence, all, it's that's all... I want is yeah. Apocalypse, Psylocke, and Jubilee, you know, ready to fight an angel. And then, you know, you have um, Iceman, Mystique... Cyclops coming out, then I just want to hear the theme from the '90s cartoon. Yeah. if that's can you imagine if that's the way he actually ends it? <laughs> <That'd
0: be awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't keep going. I only have yeah. thirty seconds left.
2: What we're doing? Uh, yeah, so I, I, I mean, it, it's there's some cool stuff in it, but you know, it
1: that's my first. Hopefully, it'll be good. Yeah, because I love the voice actor who did him. Oh yeah, because he'd you know, always say Bub. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Uh,
2: so this week we we got a tar- uh, a, a trailer for Tarzan, which um, whatever. We got a trailer for the BFG, which whatever. Uh, but I want to talk about. Did anybody see the trailer for um, Kubo and the Two Strings? Because so this is the new Laika film, right? So people who brought us Coraline and Paranorman and all that, you you gotta go check out this trailer just to watch the first two seconds because there is um, it's about like it's sort of uh japanese inspired and it's clearly like there are some kind of wizards but they use instruments or something like that i don't know there's no dialogue in the trailer it doesn't matter you got to watch the first like 2 seconds though because it's a shot of a storm at sea so it's just like you know it's this really rocky storm at sea. yeah 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 you got you got the water moving and it's just it's it's gorgeous and spoilers for later. It's better than any shot of the ocean in all of In the Heart of the Sea. Like I just wanted to, I just wanted to stare at it. Like it's such a beautiful shot. Um, so just go look at that trailer, and I'm sure that movie will be fantastic. Um, but anyway, so go check that out. I find
4: it strange that they're not renaming the BFG
1: because all I want to say right? is the big fucking giant. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the BFG I think is is. I think it'll be a good movie because it's Spielberg. It, and I love Roald Dahl. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's a teaser trailer. Like, yeah. it hardly gives you anything. Yeah, it doesn't give you anything. And the, the Tarzan one looks like it's a July whole yeah. movie to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll see it because I love Margot Robbie, but. Right. Yeah. And it, it's actually kind of interesting because I I
2: watch it going, like, well, this will probably be dumb. And then, like, he goes to, you know, the mainland and puts on a suit for a while. And, like, and I was like, oh, okay, great. There's more story here than just, like,. He's got to fight a monkey in the woods. to save because I, uh, I didn't,
1: I knew the Tarzan trailer came out, but I didn't, I didn't see it. So when I was sitting watching um, in the heart of the sea, I'm like, wait, is there? I the new Kong movie. In oh, Z- that, he, that'd be awesome. Oh
2: man, that would be really cool. Oh, I got to see the uh, before my movie last night. I got to see the Green Man trailer for um, for the Nice Guys. It was so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it really was. That trailer
0: um, looked uh, I saw the red band, yeah, and i oh, yeah. I listened to the I was listening to the podcast at work, yeah. Um, for which episode was it? It was, it was last, last week's. Last yeah. weeks. Yeah. And, um I And uh, I, I, I walked into that song uh, down in this motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, I just walked into work strutting. <laughs> yeah. like, I was just, like, and I'm hearing Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling in the background just like doing it like I'm in the adventure with
4: them. Exactly. That movie looks so good. The part where he throws in the gun and it goes to the window.
2: I love that scene and like in the Green trailer, they cut out the reaction to that. Uh So that's like, that's why it's so bad. Like, all the best stuff in the trailer they cut out because it usually has like an F-word around
1: it, or like... that's The the Red Band trailer, I mean, the Green Band trailer for Deadpool is bad, too.
2: Oh, yeah, it's so bad.
1: (sighs) But, yeah, so... I'm very turned on right now. Ugh. That's
2: what he says instead of I'm going to touch myself later. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, ugh. And the... the, Even though the whole movie is basically ADR when he's in that suit... Mm -hmm. It still
1: sounds like bad ADR yeah. when they try to replace what he says with something that's yeah. more tame. I, it'd be uh, funny though if they, when they make the Blu-ray, if they do a PG version of it, and, oh, it. Uh, if, if you're we, listening to Fox, you can just send me money, that's cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause they need to
2: make one, you know, for the kids. Yeah. Um, because you know. there will be a lot of kids in that movie. Because uh, there are going to be a lot of parents who don't realize that that is not for kids. You know, it's like when we would see Ass.
1: yeah. Or do you? It's you know what? Uh, Deadpool to me is like he has a cool character design, and so a lot of I call him comic posers like Deadpool. Ugh. And I feel the same way about Harley Quinn. I, yeah. I don't think people really know who Harley Quinn is, and it really right. irritates the hell out of me. Yeah, someone who does love Harley Quinn for her character. Right, I don't know. Uh, there was this girl I worked with, and she had all this Harley Quinn stuff. I said, "Oh man, I love Harley Quinn!" And I would uh, a long time ago. And I was I was talking to her about. Uh, I said, "Oh, have you read uh, Mad Love? It's a great origin story." She says, "No, I just get the stuff." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, worthless. This is why I don't buy comic book
0: related merchandise anymore, except for like except no, for my Captain that America stuff is for Jersey. me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I no, we you gotta take it back. I, I. I <laughs> I I I get what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I get that. I just, I haven't bought, like, I think the last thing I bought was, I love Captain America, so I bought the
1: Captain America baseball jersey That's that fine. I have. You know, actually, one of the coolest moments I ever had, I work out at a gym up the street, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if you've been into Target, but they have, like, the Avengers, like, those workout uh, shirts. No. So they have, like, Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. I have, a ba- I have a Batman one, too. And so I go in there, and every time I've gone in wearing my Captain America one, it's been some girl behind the desk, and now she checks me in as Captain America. Oh, sweet. <laughs> nice. Very nice. That makes me so happy. I told uh, my wife Rogers, that story, and Steve she's... Rogers is my name. Yeah. <laughs> I told my wife that story, and she said this. Oh, really? Does she check you in as Captain America? <laughs> she does. But she checks you out, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And so when I run the track, I always go, On your left? On your left. <laughs> That's my <laughs> <new thing. laughs> Thank you, uh, James.
0: Brad got it right away. Oh. Way, way
2: to be a real nerd. <laughs> oh, man. That took James like thirty seconds yeah. to get. It there. did not take. I was reading it, my notes because I'm trying to figure out be another one. lap for James to get.
1: There. <laughs> James well, on your left. That was good. All right, That was good. What else we got, James?
2: Uh, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna take this one and I'll, I'll save it for later because we got a different segment that'll work for. So. Uh, msc 3 k raised over $6.3 million, wow. yes. becoming the largest Kickstarter ever funded. Um, or, well, actually, just... Strip film. Strip uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, because it, it passed Veronica Mars, which used to hold the record.
4: Um, I, I thought, last I checked, it was 5.7. Really? 6.3?
2: 6.3 million dollars.
4: Before the outside of Kickstarter funds?
1: Uh, yes, I believe so. I'd have wow. to double check. But. I know they're up to nine episodes. 14 14, yeah. Fourteen Fourteen. Fourteen, now? 14 wow. episodes. I haven't checked it yet. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. the Blu-ray. So, um, it, so I'm like, sweet, <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: Uh, yeah, so that's that's exciting. That'll be really interesting. Hopefully, it's good. That's all I can ask. I just want them to make something good. So. Yeah, as well. It's the new Frank. Yeah, their <laughs> TV's
4: son of TV's Frank. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. 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 Oh my god! Felicia Days.
1: you basically the new Doctor Forrester. Felicia Day's <laughs> helped me. I don't know oh, if you guys know that.
2: Fuck
0: off. <laughs> That's after so,
1: Wheaton yelled at me, though. <laughs> Good. Give a little, you get a little. <laughs> well, I guess I should clarify. He didn't yell at me. He looked very annoyed at me when I asked if he was ready to go out and do his panel. <laughs> <laughs> and then, we're... and then, well, I, I told the story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three years ago, so you can say it again. Okay, so I was doing the panel of the biggest panel at Denver County <laughs> three years ago. And it was Will Wheaton and Felicia Day. And I knew from experience that Will Wheaton and Felicia Day have probably done hundreds, maybe thousands of panels. Yeah. And so I always just like to meet him and say hi. And so it was in the ballroom, I don't know, it was like 5,000 people. And I went up to Will Wheaton, was the first one there. And I said, hi, Mr. Wheaton, my name is Ryan, I'm moderating your panel. Um, did you want, when would you like to start? And he looked up at his phone, all annoyed, and said, I don't know, is it full yet? I was like, okay, moving along. I said, "Hi, Miss Day. My name's Ryan. I'm moderating your panels. There anything I can do for you? Want me to say anything?" He's like, "No, it's so nice to meet you, Ryan." And she hugged me. <laughs> Difference between an asshole and someone nice. <laughs> That's a true story. I know. I, I, also, know. I believe you. I, I, hope, I hope this isn't the first episode
0: my mo- my mother listens to because she loves Will Wheaton. <laughs> does she? Yeah, she She's does. A dick. She
2: <laughs> he was a, he was maybe a dick to you. No, he also for got to you be know, on stage.
4: For all you know, That's he got like true. a message saying like his mom died. Oh!
1: So he takes it out on me I can kill her
2: <laughs> Brad did you just kill R- 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 Will Wheaton's mom?
1: Is this an example? I don't know what he got <laughs> But you know what? My, my favorite person You just gave Will Wheaton full blown AIDS Was James Marsters He smells so good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Actually every Buffy panelist I've done Has smelled really well mm-hmm. Claire Kramer She's cute She's like 5'1 so cable continued <laughs> to die this week, uh,
2: as you can now get both stars and Showtime subscriptions on uh, on Amazon. Uh, which hopefully, if Amazon keeps pushing on this stuff, if they can go get like they've already got half of HBO because uh, on Amazon Prime they have a deal with with HBO where on Amazon Prime you get like a lot of the this second tier stuff, right? The older
1: stuff, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's a good um, way to check out like uh oh yeah, what if I, watch uh, I watched uh I watched Eastbound and Down on there.
2: Yes, yes, that's so. all on there. Um and I I mean like as, you know, free stuff on yeah. Prime is all on there. Um so that's really cool. And then if you if you take now Showtime and Stars and allow people you can you can sign up for Showtime cheaper than you can doing like the subscription straight through through Showtime uh it's like 8.99 or something like that a month um theoretically if they can go get like a full deal with HBO and then if they can go find any of the basic cable guys like an AMC or an FX or somebody like that that wants to make a deal and get that stuff on Amazon that would basically be the beginning of of a la carte cable programming hey buddy hey your coat is so big you've got more weight on you in clothes than you weigh in total you know that you are too cute um so hopefully that means that you know if if amazon keeps pushing then we can all like super cut the cable and uh and be done honestly i don't even watch tv anymore like even even fargo i i bought i pre-bought all the whole second season of fargo so i just watch every episode each week when it airs uh on amazon Um, so even that, I'm not like, I don't have to watch it on TV anymore. Um, so anyway, uh, hopefully that, hopefully that is something good. But that is news, unless I've forgotten anything. Nope. Good.
1: Blu-rays? Okay. Cool. What's coming out this week, you bastard? Uh,
2: Ted 2 is coming out this week. That's what you were referencing, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that joke. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> with, a, with an unrated version, because it's, you know, 2002, and every comedy needs an unrated version to make me want to buy it. Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation is coming out,
4: uh, which is cool. I want to check that out. Um, this weird is a... Death by a Steelbook of all five movies. Oh, yeah? Um, but it's like the... Uh, it's a thicker steel book. But the ones in Canada are the regular size steel book and they still buddy. hold all five movies.
2: Are they all in one. I love is these. it one steel book? No, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Did you have but the, your the American one is oh. like almost as wide as three no. steel books
4: put together. Yeah. Oh. But the Canada one has Tell all it. five movies in it, like same content, but they actually fit it in one case.
2: Maybe in Canada there hasn't been. Like Maybe in the U.S. they want to draw more attention to it because those movies have been released so much, or maybe in Canada they haven't had as many releases. I'm guessing. I don't know. Okay. The Uh, only thing I would
1: think is that they're trying to draw more attention to the American one. I'm getting mine at Target because it's... uh, Well, I told Laura to tell my uh, family member that drew my name for uh, Christmas to get it for me at Target because the cover is him hanging on the side of the airplane, and it comes with like another hour of special features. Oh, that's cool. Very cool.
2: Uh, Maze Runner The Scorch Trials which James, I'm excited about James is pre-ordered? Uh, no I haven't pre-ordered it but it at least means I can rent it and watch it before the end of the year find out whether or not it's going to be on my top 10
1: mm-hmm.
2: when is that? When is that?
1: January 2nd Film's blowjob uh,
2: <laughs> <actually, laughs> <we, we>, uh, <laughs> Good job Zach I'm seeing uh,
1: The Hateful Eight on the 31st Oh! It moved up a week,
4: so yeah. are we doing Hateful Eight that week instead? Shit! <laughs> or are we just going to watch it and
1: then review it the week after? Oh. I think we should watch it and include in film explosion if we have to because I want to see The Revenant that week, next week.
0: That's true. Wait, the Hateful Eight moved up yeah. yeah, so the, the, the wide
1: the wide release is thirty first. So, uh, well, it's technically the first, but I want to see it on the thirty first so I can include it in my film explosion if I have to. Oh, oh okay. yeah, see, that's, okay. what I'm doing.
0: that's fair. I, I think that's fair. We are getting the I believe Continental is getting the seventy millimeter uh, roadshow version. Oh really? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, so. it seems
2: like that movie is close enough that theaters that are getting it should know already, but. You'd Everybody th- kind of knows how I feel about th- that whole thing. You'd think, but Regal doesn't update their Fandango that
0: often. Oh, that's because fair. Because they're, uh, they're a bunch of bastards. Uh,
2: Fantastic Four. Remember that movie? Oh,
1: yeah.
2: What? You can buy that now. I'm sorry. Oh, that's coming out next week? Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. I heard something came out. The morning, <laughs> yeah,
1: me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll get it when it's, you know, six ninety nine.
2: Uh, Roger Walters or Roger Roger Waters the Wall special edition, which is a crazy big box set thing that looks really cool. Overrated. Zach, you seem excited. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, I I just love this. <laughs> you literally just like you turned a fake cough into a real cough.
1: No, that's my acting James. That was
2: all. That was all fake cough.
1: No, yeah. So I was worried acting?
2: about you. I was worried about you acting, for a while. Thank you. <laughs> Is some kind of documentary about Pink Floyd? They make that song where they use like the cash machine, right?
0: Um, it's a lot. it's I believe it's a live performance, but it's just the oh, box cool. set just looks cool. The and box I, set I looks I really like, cool. I
1: like Pink Floyd. And I like Roger Waters. So good. You What's know, last good thing they did? Oh yeah, The Wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, now if we're gonna get technical. <laughs> technical on what? I
0: I just I I I would I agree with you. Mm. <laughs> I just also I. I guess I kind of don't care. <laughs> I'm just kind of like I, I, it, i mean, and I mean, like the wall is the is pe- is the peak. There's nothing that's ever going to beat that. Like nothing they've done afterward. But well, I true. Don't, I don't think it's that good,
1: anyways. So yeah. Season yeah. one. What do you think of Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation? Say a word.
3: Brother?
1: There you go. And then he eats the
2: mic. Season no. one of Marco Polo no. is going to be out on Blu-ray this cool? week. I cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, season 2 of Extant which I thought for sure was going to be canceled the first season um, that, that show is apparently still going that's the one where Halle Berry has the yeah, it got canceled
1: this week
2: oh okay yeah that's good because it wasn't very good in the first episode
1: Laura right, order me a pizza thanks
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness Ugh.
1: she hasn't um, had dinner
2: either yeah, but you didn't say order us a pizza did you Um. alright so here's a movie with Christopher Lee in it Called Eugenie, uh, the story of her journey is it into perversion. G
1: E N E Y, Eugenie. And I E. <laughs> Get it. Eugenie. E- yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm just on fire today. Uh, and Brian, th- you'll like this company. Like Don is- Rickles over here. <laughs> It's got Christopher Lee, and then this woman who looks like Lindsay Lohan, and then in front of them are two ladies kissing. Nice. Is this... Does this say... um...
1: Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was at uh, Tradesmart today, and I did get Blood and Lace from, oh, yeah? from a couple weeks ago when you told me about the cover. It's some <laughs> dude smashing a hammer into some chick with a bikini. I don't know what yep. it is. Yep, yep. It's crazy. It's Scream Factory, so I'm like, eh, it's probably shitty, but at least will do a good job on the transfer and have cool special features.
2: Here's another awesome cover for the car. Uh, which
1: looks oh, like Is that the one where the car's, like, jumping over on yes, people?
2: Yes, yes. So this is one where there's this car that looks like it's about the size of, I don't know, like, a whole house, and it's busting through a fence, and there's an entire family that it's about to crush. Sweet. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I have a feeling that it's a movie about an evil car. It's a backer, isn't um, it? It right that. It is? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's a really cool cover. Um, so you can check... Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Did that Eugenie say Marquis de Sade before it? Uh, no, no, no. That's another one that's Marquis de Sade. Okay, because I think I know what this that is. That Marquis de Sade one is coming. Okay. Um, here's the tagline for the car. Is it a phantom? A demon? Or the devil himself? Oh, shit. There is nowhere to turn. Nowhere to hide. Nowhere to stop. The car. <laughs> I, is there really where to stop the car? Like, no, there shouldn't it it be no come way out. to it stop it? out
1: after Christine? They're like, we need to cash in well, on the Christine crate.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's very clearly that. We uh, should do a killer car movie called Car Nedge. <laughs> How has no one done that? Someone's done that. Someone has done that. Google it. Yeah. Uh, Googling Mar- it. Marquis de Justine gets a Blu-ray DVD release this week, which is also just a movie with just a just a naked lady on the front. I think
0: this is Christopher Lee's erotica stage, not too different from uh, Caligula with the McDowells of the world. Huh? Like it's anything for a buck, man. Anything for a buck. Well, blu okay. really hard to
1: find. The only place I've ever seen it is at the Barnes and Noble in Littleton. And I'm always like, it has, like, the five-disc Blu-ray for Caliglia. I should get that.
0: Oh, Have you seen it before? No.
1: I heard it's weird. You'll
0: like it. Like,
1: y- you because I like sex and violence? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I
0: wanted to try to boost it up, but yeah. I mean, like, it's just... It's what it says. It's a it's an exploitation film. So Sweet.
2: You'll like it, yeah. Fans of the show are going to think that I, I'm like deliberately trying to promote this movie because I think three or four times this week, this year, I've announced that Blood Rage is coming out on Blu-ray, <laughs> and once again this week, Blood Rage might be coming out on Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, I guess I should check at some point, but I think the joke is funnier uh, without <laughs> actually any information. Um, still, kind of a cool cover. Blood Rage and not a bad, not a bad uh, title. Uh, Christopher Lee is Count Dracula is getting a Blu-ray. <laughs> Nice. release from severin mm-hmm. uh scream factor is also releasing releasing a uh a double feature of the dungeon master with eliminators oh dude eliminators looks cool have you seen this one No. okay so the dungeon master is clearly a movie where some crazy floating head dude who kind of looks like the the uh the leader for of the power rangers is um, he's torturing children or something by making them run around in some kind of fantastical world and climb up a volcano and fight maybe a wizard or something? One of them um, looks like they have stretchy arms. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I know, I think he's shooting a laser. Diagonally at the at the at the sculpture of a large monkey, is it coming out of his chest or am I crazy? uh no, his arm is extended for no it's coming out of his forearm uh. he has a he has some kind of gauntlet
1: that shoots lasers James, have you ever read the description for uh, blood rage no, go ahead, wait wait, wait, go ahead. it's not cranberry sauce <laughs> what what do you get if you combine? Thanksgiving, American TV star Louise Lasser, killer eighty cents, and some truly gruesome special effects. What? What do you get? Why? It's blood rage, of course. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it's not cranberry sauce. It's it's (laughs) not cranberry sauce, kids. I hope that's a line in the movie when someone is dead and there's blood everywhere, and a guy and a guy puts his fingers in it and tastes it. So, okay, say that line again. Is that blood? Well, it's not cranberry sauce.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Nailed it. All right. And Then the other half of this double feature is Eliminators. Not the Eliminators, just Eliminators. Uh, This is a movie where a bunch of kids and some kind of biker dude with no shirt on team up with a man who, uh, he's kind of like like he's got treadmills instead of legs he's like a cyborg man and cool. one arm is just like a big laser thing that has got like some it's got like a gun on it um and he's driving around and there's also a kid with like a stun baton and a woman with a shotgun a lot of she looks scream cool.
1: factory double features is scream factory goes into like MGM's vaults because you know they don't exist anymore and i they just dig them out like i've never heard of <laughs> these movies before, but
2: oh shit the tagline the tagline for eliminators is Mandroid. Mercenary. There's periods between all these. Okay. Scientist. Ninja. Yes. Yes! Everyone a specialist. Together they are eliminators. Oh, it's a team. It's like the event. Yeah, so one of them. I don't know which one's a ninja. Oh, maybe this kid with the stun baton is a ninja. I get he's in black. I think he's got a, a sword in his boot. Sweet. So he must be the ninja. Um. Which makes the woman the scientist, and the dude without a shirt the mercenary, and then Mandroid the mandroid,
1: mm-hmm. obviously. Obvious.
2: Um, so that's pretty good. Alright, yeah, check nice. that out. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Uh, and then Zombie High, I have no idea what it. Oh, this has got uh, Virginia Manson in it. This is new. Um, so it's some kind of throwback, like, 50s horror movie kind of thing. Uh, and then Ghost Story, which we've also talked about before. Um I thought that had already been released. So sometimes those movies
1: I I mean I just get, looked up get, because it's remember f- the mutilator keeps on showing up. Yes. That's been pushed to the 16th of February again. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. it'll show up again on our releases a few more times. Wow,
2: the mutilator. Yeah, it's it's that that's a good one to talk about. I want to report by the way. I looked
0: it up. There's no there's only one movie called Carnage and it's a Christoph Waltz movie, but it's not about a car killing people. So is it So we if, have Claire
4: landscape one, is it?
1: Yeah, it's the plant scheme. Oh god. I was so, trying to avoid th- This that. is what we do. So, <laughs> so car is in all capitals and then nidge is just lowercase. Right. With yeah. Blood dripping, like the blood dripping um No, it's the grill of the car. It's the grill of the car with blood <gasps> coming down. Yes, instead of like bro, she- instead Nige. like
2: Chevrolet, it says car and then nidge yep. and yep. uh, blood. Yeah. That sounds pretty fantastic. Right. Another Dude, production.
1: That, we just we just made a canon movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
4: Oh, my God. That's my career now. Canon homages. I'll start writing the script today, Mr. Globus. <laughs> <laughs> you better do it. <laughs> you, you saw the documentary. You
0: saw the documentary. Oh, my God.
4: i the whole episode from last week. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my God.
4: Now I know what uh, Counselor Troy's boobs look like. Yep. Nice.
2: Okay. Does anybody want to hear the plot synopsis of Eliminators? Sure. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Do you want... (laughs) They don't get a vote anymore. As part of their experiments in time travel, Doctors Reeves and Takata construct a cyborg mandroid with the body of a downed pilot. After the success... (laughs) Of the initial experiments, Reeves decides to have the Mandroids scrapped. Not wishing to be taken apart, Mandroid flees with the help of Dr. Takata, who is killed for his disobedience. Distraught by the death of his one friend, the Mandroid goes north to America in search of someone who can help him, getting revenge and stopping Dr. Reeves in whatever evil plan he intends to use his time machine for.
4: (laughs) That all fits on the back of the DVD. No, this
2: is. I uh, know. I I went and looked up the actual movie. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like that sounds like the back of every bootleg you read. Right. Like, yeah. As soon as I read it and I saw how there was time travel involved, I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> this gets better. Anyway, that's what's coming
1: out on Blu-ray this week. Huh, I wonder what the number one movie at the box office is going to be next week. So, do you guys know a movie's coming out next week? I don't know if you've heard about this. Uh, the Star Wars. The Star Wars.
2: Yeah, here's some money. Go
1: see a Star Wars. <laughs> so, uh, so the question is, is um, how high can it fly? Um, Disney is being conservative at 185 million, which would destroy the previous December record by 100 million. Um, <laughs> but not beat the all time record not of anything it. opening. Yeah, so it would beat the Jurassic Park opening of 220 million. <laughs> it'll it'll beat that. You I think mean, it will? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only I'm, thing that, that the analysis—I'm
2: seeing it at six twenty-five in the morning because the LMO shows it twenty-four-seven. I just see like, a lot
1: of repeat business.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, I'll probably go three times in that week. I'll probably go twice in the weekend.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I was just curious. I, I just—I mean, seriously, how much money do you? I'm guessing two seventy-five is mine. That yeah. might be a little too much, but. I would, I, mean, say, I would say, I would say, I'm actually going to say it's probably closer to like 240, 250,
2: and the only reason that I'm lowballing that is because I think that there are a lot of people who might wait and see it around Christmas. Um, because it is, it's kind of like a, it's almost a week long weekend. Because yeah. um, they're, they're releasing the movie, and I don't know, when they count the numbers, do they include Thursday put, is
1: included in a Friday. Because uh, they call uh, yeah. Thursday like a preview night. Right. Uh, but there's one day Wednesday screenings, aren't there? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I think the. Brad, are you at the first one? Is it Thursday. Yeah, so, so it's, it's 7 o'clock on Thursday. So 7, 9, 11, and I think one the Alamo is showing it. Yeah. So like every two hours. Right. And then And Friday then it's, it's,
2: it, it's like every 30 minutes. Yeah. Because they have like five, five theaters or something, four or five theaters showing it every, you know. And I mean, I've looked and a lot of the showings are still sold out throughout. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, like yeah. I can see, like if my
1: parents weren't going to see it with me at 625, they would wait and they would see it. Christmas Eve or oh, yeah. something like that. So I, it's it going to have legs. It's yeah, gonna, it's if there's a movie that's going to be Titanic or I guess Avatar is going to be this one. Yeah, yeah. I hope. I'm going to estimate.
0: I'm going to kind of agree with James with the two forty two fifty because I do agree. Like some people might go see it over Christmas because. Let's be honest, I, I, love, I love all the films that are coming out on Christmas, but who's really going to want to go see Joy this Christmas? Uh, nobody. Nobody
2: ever
1: wants to see a movie by that man. I, think, I think there's six new movies coming out on Christmas. Yeah, today. and they're
2: all, like, it
0: seems like they're all just kind of, like, there because they have to get out for awards consideration. Yeah. It's not, It's. Yeah. it doesn't, it, money doesn't really tie into this right now, like... I love Quentin Tarantino, but this might be his lowest grossing movie for a while. Oh, yeah. Because. It, it,
1: well, that and it, it, the, the trailers for it, it sells it weird for the Hateful Eight. Yeah. And they're waiting. They pushed it back. I mean, they brought it up, but they're still keeping it out of the juggernaut. And I don't. Yeah. I, I'd be surprised if Star Wars wasn't the number one movie for five weeks. Yeah. I agree. It's just yeah. it, because it feels like an event. Mm-hmm. And speaking of events, Real Nerds Podcast will be changing its format next week. Uh,. For Star Wars, we'll be sharing our Star Wars memories and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, it's basically going to be only Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be the Star Wars holiday special. <clears throat> there you go. Um, yeah, Revenge I. Revenge uh, of the Nerds. I'll, I'll be honest. I so I woke up with this thought this morning, and it's sort of it's lingered and tried to find something to hold on to in my brain so that it can grow and fester into a treasonous, dangerous idea. Um, I'm. I'm curious. So, like, like pound for pound, so you you strip away nostalgia and its importance, its importance in in the history of film. On a simply character development, plot, and quality of action scenes, you know, level, mm-hmm.
1: how possible is it that this is the best Star Wars movie? I think extremely possible. Because honestly, I think J.J. Abrams is a, a far superior filmmaker than George Lucas. I just want to say the thing because I like. Well, you're you're afraid to say that George Lucas is not as good. No, as no, movie no, no, no. I think it's a thing that like no one
2: is saying, like no one is asking that question. And I woke up this morning and like I, I thought I it, and then I was like, oh shit.
1: And those movies are so well regarded. Yeah, and they are, and they should be. I'm not They're, saying they shouldn't be, but yes, I think people are afraid to say that the new one could be better. And
2: I don't want to. I watched this video this week where it was it was people interviewing people as they were leaving Episode One back in '99. <laughs> Um, and all but one of them said that they loved the movie. There was a, there was a, you know, woman's like, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time, and like, the, and the truth is, I loved that movie when it came out. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm going to try to refrain next week from saying anything like, well, as bombastic as what I just said, but uh, my hopes are pretty high for this movie at this yeah, point. Yeah,
1: well, it's in the right uh, people's uh, hands, isn't it? Yeah, not
2: a, you're right. It, Everything it, I've seen from the movie seems great. hmm It just seems pitch perfect.
1: Yeah, and... Better than pitch perfect. And the thing with, you know, Star Wars, I mean, me personally, is I always expect them to be great. Yeah. Because I'll never forget going into episode one and watching it and being disappointed. Um, But I will say episode one's better when you take away the hype from it. So I hope that for this movie to even come close to living up to the hype, I think is going to be a huge accomplishment for um, the people who are involved in it. Because there is something very, like,
2: deep here which is that you know, it, it almost can't live up to the expectation because the expectation is not just, hey, I really want this movie to be great. It's really like, hey, I really want you to redeem the last fifteen years of conversations about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, people want Star Wars to be fun and cool and refreshing again. Yeah. Um and, and that's what's actually at stake here. Um, because right. if they can succeed there, then they can make a Star Wars
1: movie you know what they're doing? This is, I'm telling you, all people want. This is all people want. When BB-8 rolled out on stage and people found out he was practical, right. people lost their fucking minds. Right. That's all people want. Yeah, I want
2: something cool, I want good characters, and honestly, I want you to take Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Leia and put them to bed. I don't want to see them after this. Like, I, I, honestly. I mean, I'll see, like, a movie about young Han Solo, but, like... Do not make a new trilogy about like old Han Solo. No, like, I, I, give me
1: new characters and, I mean, more, and let me experience do you that get, I mean, I get that they're uh, side characters anyway in it. Oh, I, totally. Because I, to me, I think it's Ray and Finn's story. Yeah, is what I get from it. And and Abrams already said it's a standalone film. Right. And I think that's why they took the episode seven off of it. Right. Yeah. So
4: anyway, I'm I'm excited. Brett, that's really How about great. you? I'm first, I'm going to say two twenty million. Nice. <laughs> Um. So the lowest of us. Yeah, just because the theater count is lower, like it's not it's it the is. widest release. So, sure. and yeah, like a lot of people might be going the, to see the movie.
1: Yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Mart, like girl, said she was going to see that. I was like, really? <laughs> I, I when yeah. I was in the Good Dinosaur, kids were laughing. Um. Yeah. Those kids need, need better parents. I haven't seen the album in Chipmunk so maybe I shouldn't judge the movies.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. You can. I've seen the trailers. I've seen the first two. That's what trailers are for. Uh, uh, but yeah,
4: I, I everything I've seen from Star Wars screams to me that... Uh, is that Kellen shaking
2: Ketlin the Ketlin. house? Yeah. My goodness! How did he get so strong?
4: Uh, everything I've seen from the trailers tells me that they have just taken a new hope and tweaked it, and then kind of done the same thing. And that yeah. would make sense considering um, the, the, the reboot of Star Trek. Yeah. True. For for JJ's sensibilities, but still, uh, I think it'll still be entertaining, and it it could rival Empire. I don't know if it'll succeed it. Yeah. But it'll. It. You know. My prediction is it'll be up there at least.
2: Yeah. I think it's gonna be great.
0: Zach. Um. Well, I already said my estimate, but I'm gonna make another estimate. Um. I've had this discussion over the past six months with another filmmaker. There's a chance this not only not well, not only is there a chance that this is going to um make a lot of money. As we've seen from a Golden Globe nomination for Mad
1: Max, I don't think an Oscar nomination for Star Wars for Best Picture is out of the question. This is this is my dream. Yes. Uh February, five in the morning, they're announcing the you know the nominees for Best Picture. Mad Max, Creed and then Star Wars shows up. I will fucking oh, shit. cry. Shit!
0: What year is it? Seventies. <laughs> <laughs> it so much. It's not out of the question because we're in the right mind. We're in the right frame of mind for it. And like, in case I can't come back on the show and share my Star Wars memories when I was six years old watching Star Wars for the first time, that was the best. Hold on, sorry.
2: Things are frozen. But it just happened. I know this hasn't happened. I, I, it, it may just catch up here in a second, but because sometimes it does that, but it usually doesn't freeze this long.